0: I haven't seen you since the play.
1: Yahoo!
2: All of a sudden, the prequel movies—they're fighting
0: so much more hardcore. They're like, they this all...
1: is a rough 20 like, years. Hey, the galaxy. Why did they goes all of a sudden, forget how to
0: fight. <laughs> 20 years the galaxy forgets how to make everything look nice
1: <laughs> yeah everything just got dirty uh it's very straight and like the the alien prequels have the same problem where like everything on prometheus is so fucking like slick and and super sci-fi and then you watch alien one and it's like i mean it was a fucking it, it looks like 1979 in space <laughs> you know uh, alien, just, the first
0: alien yeah
1: the first yeah. alien
0: that shit still holds up though. Sick as hell. No, the first, Sick the as first hell. two, the first two are incredible. They're completely different movies. Absolutely. That, but like for that reason, they're incredible. like the first one is a is a space horror movie. Mm-hmm. And the second one is a space horror movie that turns into a space action horror movie. And yeah. it fucking rocks. Both of those movies are very good. I am the weird one, maybe, that likes Alien 3. Um mostly no, I li- oh. Adventure.
1: I like Alien uh, Three. We can There's have a, a conversation.
0: Alien, like Xenomorphs in a prison colony? Fuck yeah, let's go. Uh Alien Resurrection can eat a dick. Yeah.
2: I have not seen any of the sequels. I really want to. I know most of them are on HBO Max right now.
0: Yeah. But like one I remember seeing Alien and being no like good. one, two and three are shit. staples.
1: Yeah. Alien and A and, and the plural aliens are like no qualifier. These are fucking great. Alien 3 qualifier it,
0: bangers. They're great. Yeah,
1: no qualifier, no asterisk, no adjective, just they fuck. Uh Alien Three, it takes a little <laughs> bit to get right on here. its. This movie fucks. This movie fucks. This guy fucks. Uh but Alien Three, it takes a little bit to like get on its wavelength. It takes a little mm-hmm. bit to like sink into like what it's trying to do. Uh but like okay, you're making a third Alien movie and setting it on, like, a prison colony full of men with an extra male chromosome so they're, like, that much more, like, fucked up and male. Uh yeah, you know, that's not a bad premise. I'll g- I-, I gotta say. I gotta give it yeah, to like, you. like, also, like, make a clone of... Or,
2: like, resurrect... What's her name in some way? I don't remember her name. That that's is That, that resurrection.
0: is Resurrection. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, at, the end, got because it. at the end... Checks of- out. Uh So at the end of 2, she leaves with uh, Newt, right? And then in 3, Newt's dead. Yeah, we open the movie with all the supporting cast dead. (laughs) Yeah, Newt's dead, the little girl's dead, and the dog survives, but the dog gets infected by a a, stowaway dog. I actually haven't seen the second one, so I don't really know who you're referring to. So the second one's all about Sigourney Weaver protecting a little girl. Right, that I was vaguely aware of. But it's very much about that. There's like a There's a really great moment in that movie where Sigourney Weaver, Sigourney Weaver's Ripley, uh, and the the Hive Queen have a standoff. That's basically like, "I won't fuck with your kids if you don't fuck with my kid." And it's this really dope, like moms being defensive moment. Mom, fight, dude! I love it. I love
2: it. It's really good. Um, I just remember when I saw Alien the first time, being like, "This, "This movie." Is genuinely spine chilling. Like, you're like yep. like one of the most anxiety ridden thriller movies I'd ever seen. It's just, oh, absolutely. Like, Whoa. That
1: yeah. sequence where uh, I don't remember the robot character's name Bilbo Baggins starts freaking the fuck out and like his head is spinning around and he's like knocking over the walls and then he ends up in a, that pile of milk on the floor and he's like still ahead talking. It's, it fucks me up. It's
0: so good every single time the Wayland yutani robots the androids are yeah Yeah. the the bad guys of the entire series which ridley scott let get to his fucking dumb head and then made covenant and prometheus and yeah made alien
1: covenant a movie where two michael fassbender robots make out uh which you know again if you're gonna do it if you're gonna run the football, go all the way. <laughs> gonna, like, I gotta respect it. You took it. Yeah, that it like a
2: sports and you f- I just, I, I, I'm so glad to find out that Alien does, like, they make the second se- The second season, second uh, entry uh, work, even though it turns to, like, horror action adventure.
1: It's kind I of what you have to do.
0: Right? Yeah, like it's, it's great. Like you've seen the alien. You're 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 kind of you're kind of not tired because I wouldn't imagine that anyone's tired of it, but you're you know you're, you're kinda short on things behind. you can do. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're short on things you can do because it's only been a couple of years and you're like, Well, what do we do next? And so what you do is you bring in uh Bill Paxton and a bunch mm-hmm. of space marines to research what happened in the first one, because that's what would happen. And of course yeah. you make really go back because and she's pissed about it, because of course she would be. But then, like, the fact that it turns really quickly into, like, a defend the base, get the fuck out of here, because we left when these things were here, and now there's more of them, it's very good. Yeah, it turns yeah. into um,
1: XCOM, and it's dope.
0: Yeah, it does. Like, it turns into it, XCOM ooh. meets, meets What's like, X-com? It. It's uh, a, it's a video game, game about oh, aliens God.
2: debating Earth. I just, because I think about um, Stranger Things, the way – Stranger Things was really cool because it didn't – there was a lot of the mystery. It was like, what the fuck is going on? And then in the end you find out a little bit more about the space that's in it. I remember genuinely being scared season one of Stranger Things. And then season yeah. two, there was nothing scary about it. It was pure action with a little bit of suspense. And I was like, D- this is not why I like this. But it, it just felt like they went, oh, y'all like these kids. Okay. What was Much the beastie Steven Spielberg esque kids running away from scary monster action adventure season? What was the beastie in season 2 of Stranger Things? Uh, wasn't it that it was this big storm thing?
0: No, that's the 3rd season.
2: No. I haven't seen the 3rd season. I have no idea what happens in the 3rd season. It's the Demodogs. It's the
0: Demogorgon Dogs. Demodogs, that's it. Dimsdale, dog, Demodog, Demodog, Demodog. The Demogorgon Babies and they look. They run around like dogs. They're demi dogs. I'm pretty sure that the little kid with front teeth calls them demi dogs. Season's too great because it turns into the Goonies, because it's like an adventure movie with That's a bunch of kids. Though, it turned into a Steven Spielberg, and I just, I don't know. I, there was something about
2: it that didn't sit well with me because it felt like they knew that the kids were like this cult phenomenon, and there was. It felt like the kids knew it too. It didn't – the way that the kids were written didn't feel true to season one. Season one, the reason I loved them so much is because they were, like, really acting and they were genuinely scared. They have no idea what the fuck they're doing. And season two was like – you're right. It did turn into the Goonies. And that's not a
0: bad thing. But You also have <laughs> to realize what you said about alien and aliens. Season two could not have been season one. There's no, no. reason for those kids to be scared anymore. In the way that they were scared in the first season right and uh, interestingly the the duffer brothers have said that like season four is probably it because like after too long you're like why the fuck haven't these kids just fucking left (laughs) because you can't keep telling a story in the same city the same kids with shit going wrong and get people to continue to believe that they would not just fucking leave right Right, and so like season (laughs) two feels like i thought season two felt good because like the kids are starting to get like hormonal and be, like, angry at each other for no reason, which is what I did when I was that age. Uh, also, it's very 80s-centric, which is a place that I was not around. Mm-hmm. So all the Ghostbusters jokes are for people that aren't us. And that's fine. <laughs> uh, but then, like, Sean Astin shows up and is amazing. And when he dies, it's absolutely fucking heartbreaking. And then I I love season three. They introduce a little redhead girl that um the curly-headed chick really likes. And her brother is this, like product I of an abuse. He shows up in season 2 but like really comes
2: off in season 3. He
0: does. Season 3 like focuses she becomes a part of the group and he becomes Max, right? Her name's Max. She's yeah. got the skateboard. Max, Max becomes like a part of the group and her brother becomes like a huge part of the story and also the monster from three the the mind flayer that like I the have thing no that It's the thing that's floating over the school at the end of 2 that you're like, "Oh no, that thing takes like a real life form that's Horrifying and amazing, I love it to death. I got it. Okay, I think I, I think that's what I need to do. I've been
2: like, what the fuck am I gonna watch? <clears throat> I've been, I i lost so much steam with uh, the Arrowverse stuff that I'm just like, I need I need something else. I just want to. I'm in the last. I'm literally right there. I just want to get through the fucking like
0: Infinity Crisis and then I'll be like,
2: I'm out. I can't do. It.
0: I got tired of Arrow in season three when I realized that Oliver Queen could solve. All of his villain problems by just knocking down the abandoned warehouse district. They do change
2: change that after a few seasons. I am really intrigued as to what they did the final season. They set up the second to last season as if they were doing a totally different show for the last one. So I am curious.
1: All of those shows have been just a boon for Toronto's like warehouse renters. You know what I mean? Like people that own... Uh, disused Toronto warehouses have fucking cleaned up because of the Arrowverse. Because oh my every God. episode features multiple scenes where they're in just like a big empty fucking warehouse. They're like, the look, board. we're
2: gonna we're gonna just destroy all the walls and have some pretty long and, and like the fight sequences. It is fascinating to see what they pull off with their fight budget. Like, for, absolutely, our network TV, what they pull off is very impressive.
0: You have lost all credibility yeah, with me. I'm sorry, like, I should have been recording hours ago.
1: <laughs> I've been recording for 16 minutes, so well, this you is what... have cool. been
2: recording. Uh, usually, <laughs> I see <it. laughs>
1: Oh, I've been recording on the other functions. I forgot to hit record on Skype, so thanks for the thanks for the reminder oh, the on that
2: one. Heard. I want, um, I've been... Here I am, acting like I'm unobserved.
1: <laughs> oh, and you're being observed. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> you're, you're fucking clowning around with... Two jab- you're like I don't care if I embarrass myself in front of these two jabronis, but like our our dear listeners have a certain modicum of respect for me. That's that, right. I've that sounded just lost. so gross. I was
2: just trying to get some bubbles out of my bubble tea. That's the other thing. I would have stopped eating if I had known you <laughs> started recording.
0: Nope. That's uh, this podcast uh, is, is anchored Shitty on topic. this podcast is anchored on unscripted moments, Jace. You That's should true. know. I have- you are always at risk. <laughs> Yeah, you're I have always
2: I n8 in a in in a, in a not zero number of episodes.
1: It is definitely plural. I don't have an exact tally in front of me, <laughs> but like we've been with you while you're cooking a minimum yeah. of two times.
2: At least two. I know there's at least two. I can think of two, but I'm
0: sure that there is at least one more maybe. I don't know. Also, this show has a surgeon general warning attached to it, so you can't really disappoint the people that <laughs> Wait, what? I <I'm> just <laughs>
2: Can we also put those those stupid like
1: olive branch parentheses Oh the, the for laurels for, like, for film festivals?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can we do that too? Just I like names. olive branch parentheses better. Olive... <laughs> What's
1: the right word for it? I don't fucking know. It's it, the they're... parentheses made out of olive branches. I mean, do you want to know broken. what it is? <laughs> do you want to know or do you not want to know? I do okay, want to it. know. Okay, it's it's a it's a it's a um, a, a laurel it's like, I believe that's what people usually refer to it as. But like, yeah, the, the fucking Greek behind the ear <laughs> olive yeah, branch, olive but branches. like, but in the middle, it says like, Cannes Film Festival, Palm Door winner <laughs> 2010 or whatever. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. What if, what if I made it up like we were the Palm Door winner? Cannes first podcast, <laughs> the first <laughs> live podcast at the Cannes International Film Festival. <laughs>
2: uh- so dumb
1: i love it (laughs) yeah absolutely we flew all the way to france not to show a film but to do a live talk about community a live community in front of a bunch of
2: an in front of an international audience that's going what the
1: fuck is this? what is this what do you say our podcasts are better (laughs) we we make a fine artistic podcast over here (laughs) just a cigarette (laughs) yeah I just watched a movie where they did like a. The, it opens with a heist at the Cannes International Film Festival. No uh, way! Yeah, it was sick as hell. That's um, uh It was a really well done uh, sequence, uh, and I it was it was fun to watch. It was also like a movie where like people fucked, and you realize it's been like so long since you've seen like good fucking in a movie like we, because everything is PG-13 or lower now, it's like, oh man it's been like a long time <laughs> she, since I've seen like a good Yeah, fuck. for
2: some reason like sex scenes have just been like, like relegated to fucking HBO.
1: Right and like the HBO ones are like usually pretty embarrassing, like you feel like embarrassed for everyone <laughs> like, involved. Why am I here? This feels really awkward. <laughs> You're like, I'm not against like a sex scene but this is just like there are many times this is too much. on the seasons of Game of Thrones that I stuck it out for. There were a few times where I was like, Jesus Christ, you yeah, edited this and thought it was Game like appropriate Thrones. to air? Like <laughs> you thought this was good <laughs> television?
2: Every time uh. I consider going back and saying, you know what? I should actually watch Game of Thrones because I watched the first episode, I think twice now. In an attempt to start it. And every time I think, let me just go back and watch it. I'm like, do I really want to rewatch this fucking incest porn? Like, right out the gate. I'm like, this is not how you pull in an audience. I don't know what you were thinking.
1: Yeah, it's how you pull out of an audience. (laughs) Nice.
2: Well done. Thank Uh, you. small little golf club for you. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Uh, you got to get through, I don't know, about the first half season of Game of Thrones before it gets <laughs> well, any What was that,
0: Caleb? I said I'm deeply dismayed by the joke he just made. <laughs> sorry. Oh, right.
1: <laughs> sorry. Spoilers for Game of Thrones. He did not pull out.
0: What? Um... <laughs> <Right.
1: laughs> it's kind of the spoilers oh, for so the first season. Be... Yeah, sorry. Oh, and the and, baby and is fact, grown. <laughs> you already, you've already
0: met the baby. Yeah, you know the episode, baby. You've met the baby. <laughs> If you've watched one episode of Game of Thrones, you've met Jamie and Cersei's kid. Yeah, absolutely.
1: It's I like know. the whole plot of the first season. Spoilers for Game of Thrones season one. It's the whole one.
0: fucking plot of the first three seasons.
1: I know, but like the revelation well, th- tell that, me that
2: there why. was a kid. My doo-doo ass brain just went, you know what? That, that did it. Now you need to go rewatch. Now you need to go watch the whole thing. Because hear I'm... me out.
0: Because hear me out. The first four seasons of that show... Are very good. I was, about to, I was about to say the same with thing with that show, and yeah, then it, it left bad. the zeitgeist faster than anything Do you ever. You know why it left the zeitgeist? Because they left <laughs> the Starbucks stuff in the last season. No, because <laughs> the guy that wrote the books didn't have hadn't written the book that the last three seasons was planned to be based on yet. Right. So DB Weiss and David Benioff went and spent HBO money to teach themselves how to write, and <laughs> fucking are terrible at it. Do you it think was, they would ever go back? No. once the books have been published I mean, no. they, fucking, they fucking put out the Snyder Cut so who fucking knows I guess
1: you're right there are no rules anymore we live in a godless land but like that would be so fucking expensive I don't know
2: why Snyder Cut is so shocking when we have the entirety of fucking uh, Star Wars being re-released and all that
0: But it's Star Wars releases changed, like, the way a scene looked. It didn't change the meaning of the whole fucking movie. (laughs) And who shot first, Caleb? (laughs) Fucking Han shot first. (laughs) (laughs) That's not the meaning of the whole movie. That's still just us. I'm being
1: being a little tool. The
0: the Snyder Cut's like, what if this was completely different? That's they the did not I mean.
1: get $70 million to shoot more scenes for Star Wars, right? Like, that's not... It's a completely different beast. They've right. already shot... Like, the pilot of Game of Thrones was shot two full times with, like, many recastings because it was fucking garbage because it was awful. Um, and so they went back and they did it again. Um, and I, I just don't... I i think, like, the reshoot end of Game of Thrones rumors are about as substantive as all the, like... Disney's Wait, gonna rumors?
2: I was joking.
1: <laughs> no. Yeah, of course. Well, because like internet fans think that anything they don't like has a chance to be unwritten by a giant corporation. It's the same what? thing where like you see people say like uh Disney is planning to unwrite the sequel trilogy of Star Wars from canon. Uh and I'm like, "Uh-huh, sure." Yeah, they're <laughs> they're gonna get rid of those three massive I mean,
2: movies. What does that say about fan fiction? It's like fan fiction is like such a massive part of fan culture. Uh huh. And to be like, no, no, no fan fiction, only canon. I just, I don't. I yeah,
1: don't, I hate that. I, who cares make what's your own canon? Stories,
2: you know? Who cares? Come on. Don't leave it to the big boys with the big pants and the big monies. Fuck that. Make your don't, own stories.
1: Don't let Disney tell you what's canon and what's not. Live your life. Like, enjoy the Star Wars stories you fucking like to enjoy. Don't wait for the mouse to tell you what's okay to enjoy. Uh, it's, it's whatever. But also, like, no, they're not gonna unwrite the fucking sequel trilogy. The three billion dollar movies. No, they're not gonna, (laughs) they're not gonna unwrite them from canon. You fools. You imbeciles. Yeah. Kevin's just sitting there sipping, just going, mm-hmm. I'm just fantasizing about how much, like, Star Wars talk I can cut out of the edit, because we're, like, 32 <laughs> minutes in, and I'm like, okay, where in the Star Wars talk can I can I cut?
2: Honestly, it's just, it's it's literally, um, <laughs> it's that moment in the Halloween episode of season four of Community.
0: Whoa. Where, where Abed oh, I'm, stares uh, I'm awake down now. Oh,
2: okay. Where Abed stares down the barrel and says, I remember when this was a show about Community College that's what this that's literally what this moment is kevin you're like i remember when this was a podcast about community
1: i remember and it's not that i hate off-topic conversation because I, I had my barrel loaded this week i'm like we could talk about tenet which i've seen we could talk about I angelina it, yeah. jolie which like we're we're on the cusp of the jolie a uh it's coming here we go yep. <laughs> Well, Jace, Tenant dropped on HBO Max. <laughs> Your homework is to watch Tenant on HBO uh, Max. Will I understand what the fuck I'm watching? Because yeah. you can pause it. Yes. Oh. You'd watch it in the yeah.
0: movie theater? Oh, no.
1: <laughs> you know, I I mean, okay, I will I will ask you right. Oh, no. Sub okay here. I I never do this, but I will say right now: watch with subtitles because you I
2: always watch with subtitles.
1: You okay? Well, then you're actually you're in the clear. That movie like demands subtitles and i do not watch things with subtitles unless it's like you know in a foreign language uh but like tenant i was like subtitles and i made subs the correct yeah, call uh i generally do subs but like you know on the sometimes sometimes, sometimes you just want to watch sometimes a I cartoon Don't we... the screen for three seconds and not know what the fuck i missed yeah
0: the only sometimes... dubs that is acceptable is samurai champloo because the voice acting on the American dub of Samurai Champloo is incredible.
1: The opinions of Daddy Host do not necessarily represent the entire <laughs> opinions of the base <laughs> crew these studies. Yeah, uh, you gotta you got protect I'm yourself mad.
0: from the sub-squad that's just like... Also, <laughs> I mad don't watch anime. So, like, yeah. Samurai Champloo and Cowboy Bebop is where it stops for me. I mean, that's not true. I watched Gundam Wing and Dragon Ball Z when yeah. it was on Toonami. Oh, sure. Was like, I generally it was, it was watch toonami, with
1: basically. subs because I like Japanese voice acting. I think there's, like, a quality to it that, like, Americans dubbing over anime don't have, but, like, I'll watch the dub of Cowboy Bebop, and that's not, like, a crime. Like, I think that's okay. Uh, And and anyway, Subs V Dubs, this is, of course, uh, Advanced Community Studies podcast uh, where we watch and talk about the American television comedy show Community one or two episodes at a time. Uh, I am one of your hosts, TV's Kevin Lanigan, and... You told me a hawk stole them! You exploited me and made me believe in a slightly more magical world. I love it. I love it so
2: much. That's such a good quote.
1: Hey, what's up, everybody? How you doing? I'm Jace.
2: I I use they, them pronouns. I don't know why I'm being so awkward right now, but I'm just really excited to talk about sperm today.
0: Well, I'm glad you're excited to talk about sperm, Jace. I'm the third host, the daddy host, the hostess with the mostest. Kids, and uh, I have two kids because of my hyper sperm. <laughs> it's hyper is one of the worst words I've
2: ever heard. <laughs> Love it. <It's> worst. <laughs> Love it's it. Terrible, and they just you know exactly how to use it in this episode. By the way, uh, I just
0: turned and pointed to my friend who's sitting here, Jabril, who's living with me right now. Um, he's hiding on his phone. He's not probably going to pop up, I but I if you see me, see, me turn, I turn, had turn. no idea there was a human there. Oh no, it's because he's oh my god there's a
2: human <laughs> hello whoa yeah. that was wild anyway yeah so
0: if you see me turn and like say something i'm not i wouldn't have thought you were crazy anyway but all yeah said... you're
1: not you're not speaking soto uh you know not to anyone in the scene you are in fact speaking to someone there's actually right a separate
2: there. camera and he's just he's pulling an office he's just going like look at uh, pulling a gym just don't gym the, the camera yeah don't jim
0: the camera, the camera.
1: <laughs> that's, the camera. Uh, Wait, beautiful. that's a community quote right yes it is mm-hmm. uh from from the penultimate episode where they go to the wedding uh oh, which okay. we're all that's... we're all hyped to talk about we're all psyched <laughs> we're that's all psyched right. for the I was incest like, wedding i was
2: like did community and the office overlap but not much
0: right it was the end of community uh-huh
2: office
0: right no community started in 2009 and the office ended in 2013 so it was like a four I mean, when did the office start though oh yeah, it went five? Years, so Oh, six?
2: oh yeah. so it was around the whole time and they just didn't say anything
1: i mean well they do like the the mockumentary episode in in season two at the hospital where they definitely yeah, are like yes, that is. shouting out their contemporaries um like parks and rec like the office but now not by name as specifically right right it's interesting right. that they did an episode set in a hospital but it was, it was not an homage to scrubs it was an homage to which, well, uh, we... the office and they will homage scrubs three seasons later <laughs> for, for the whatever scrubs reason. homage
2: have we done that one yet
1: yeah it's the season five uh, premiere which ends with zach braff doing voiceover for community oh that's right it was one of the episodes i was not here for Oh, that's right. I can't keep track of it anymore. We've lost a time. Is. We missed a few weeks in the last few weeks. Thank you all for bearing with us. We've had three very separate rough times. <laughs> <laughs> We've all, all been going through it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, thank you for bearing with us. I, you know, hey, we're not beholden to any advertisers. We can miss a week here and there. I think it's okay. I think um, we fine.
2: Time is fake. We learned that this past year, uh, and so we're just here to remind you that uh, fuck your schedules.
0: I put out this podcast when <laughs> yeah, I yeah. want to. <laughs> yeah, as Waypoint, as the Waypoint podcast says every episode, fuck capitalism, go home. I've go I've on. internalized that shit <laughs> hey,
3: man.
2: this last
0: year. Hey, man. fuck capitalism. Fuck go capitalism. Home. Go I love home.
2: that. I th- I would get that tattooed on my body if I knew what you were referring to.
1: It's, the sign off of a podcast.
2: No, I know I I don't know the podcast, so that's why I'm like I don't know. Oh, oh
0: it's a video game podcast for the New York. you would love it.
1: If I there just, was so a video game podcast you Fun would bag. like, that's the one. Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: It's someone the, send a, it to It's me. a it's the Vice video game podcast. Oh, Vice. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. Yeah. I'm Which, so bad at listening to is listen So like good, but it was founded by the guy who's in the Proud Boys. <laughs>
1: Vice? It's so it's so yeah. good and also oh, so weird. bad at the same time. <laughs> but I mean, like, I also know that they've been like not
2: super great to their workers, especially like just pre-COVID. They really.
1: It seems like the the crew that that is involved in the particular podcast we are discussing is much better about it than the company as a whole. Sure. Well, that's I kind mean, it's of like part of the course, though. Right. It's like periodically. It's like hosted by like five communists, you know, like it's, yeah, like...
0: it's legit hosted by five communists. Like, <laughs> so... I mean, if
2: there was a mainstream company that was going to allow a bunch of communists to have a platform. It somehow would be vice, you know, yeah,
1: checks out, it checks out. Uh, anyway, that's a recommendation for the way. <laughs> <podcast. laughs> Thanks you for like... watching our live stream, everybody. Yeah, That was, that
2: was fun. fun. That was, a... that was an exceptional episode. <laughs> that was a, totally wacky time. Oh, that was the last thing we did, wasn't it? Yeah, that it was. was it. So it's been 3 weeks since we've I had like a podcast
0: episode. I Correct. streamed this morning and had to change my stream setup because I had the community background I put in. I was like, "Oh shit."
1: Uh, so uh let's let's uh dive on in. Uh boy, I have an editing task in front of me. Uh season 5. <laughs> or episode... close your
0: eyes and it's behind you. Sorry, go uh, on.
1: no No. <laughs> because I'm going to attempt to get this out tomorrow, but it seems now more like Friday. We'll see. Uh, uh, Season 5, Episode 4. Cooperative polygraphy directed by Tristram Shapira written by Alex Rubens uh in this episode uh following Pierce Hawthorne's funeral the study group are subjected to a polygraph test uh by special guest star Walton Goggins uh where uh, in something that happens not infrequently to the study group all of their dirty laundry is suddenly out there on the study room table uh, this one, and I don't think I'm going to be controversial, this one, uh, banger.
2: <laughs> ooh, ooh, this one's pretty fucking tight. Writing's
3: good.
1: G W V. Yeah, this, uh, episode takes place, uh, 99% just people sitting at a table, and it is somehow, uh, riveting and hilarious, and emotional, uh, is, and that's Community, baby. <laughs> wait, is this technically oh, a bottle episode? I know they Absolutely. do the bar thing, with the bumper.
2: Yeah, right, no, this is a
1: bottle episode.
2: Wow. How would we compare this one to... I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but how would we compare this one to the bottle episode episode? I go out of my way to watch this one. I don't go out of my way to watch mm-hmm. it. I think there's also something fun about the fact that like, when... Um, Oh, when uh, community during okay okay had a stroke. Okay. Excuse me. I during COVID. <laughs> <laughs> COVID hit around the same time that community went on to the Netflix. Yes, it was slightly yeah. before community within went on
1: a within a few weeks. COVID. Uh, at least I'm speaking for New York. COVID hit us, and we were all starting to work from home. Uh, a couple weeks into March, I
0: don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm sorry.
1: I forgot that COVID does not exist in the Midwest or the American South. Um, COVID hit, uh, and well, COVID hit earlier, but we were starting to work from home in mid-March, uh, and then Community Drops April 1st on Netflix.
2: Right. So, but one of the things that they did,
1: uh,
2: was they did a live stream of this episode, but they didn't have I can't what's his name? You said his name earlier, and I forgot. They
1: did not have Walton Goggins. He was busy doing something else.
2: No, instead uh, they had um,
1: Pedro Pascal. They had Pedro
2: Pascal, which is so awesome. Friend you of tell Gillian this Jacobs. Is not Pedro Pascal. Pascal. stuff that Pedro normally normally does. Anytime, anytime he had to say, you know, <laughs> here's your sperm, he couldn't. He could it not. Was so funny. It, it was the it, funniest shit, dude. Beautiful. It was also exciting to see, like, I don't know. It was really exciting to see uh, uh, Donald back with the crew. For you me, know. that was one of the highlights of that. Was because he like, had wow.
1: he had not acknowledged the show in so long. Like he. Oh said no to reappearing in the series finale there was kind of this wonder of whether or not he would even do a theoretical movie if it did come out uh and then it was really great to see him you know it takes a pandemic to get childish to, to acknowledge community uh and then he he sat down and it was great it was a it was a great uh live stream uh still on YouTube if anybody wants to go watch it highly um, recommend Very and fun. I think it was the episode they had to do right like this you know no chevy but references to chevy but references to chevy and also it is wall-to-wall dialogue scenes right you like we all love modern warfare but a script read of modern warfare is not interesting to listen to Because sure. it's all it's all action.
2: There well, was this one is all dialogue. Yeah. It's it this is an episode that really shows off the writing chops of this this whole team and this cast too. This is just like this is an impressive bottle episode. I hadn't thought of it like that until like literally now, but
1: it's, right, because they don't they don't call directly to it. To answer your earlier question, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick this one. Uh, uh-huh. If nothing else, this episode has Walton Goggins in it, <laughs> and, and an episode <laughs> with Walton Goggins and an episode without. I'm gonna choose the one with Walton Goggins. Figure me out, underwear. <laughs> one of my favorite dudes. I love him in everything. Every what time he, he shows he up, I am he's
2: happy. So familiar, and I can't ever place him.
1: Uh, I'm so glad we get to talk about Walton Goggins. Uh, so. For- Walton starts out on the FX series of dramas, right? He's on The Shield. He's on Sons of Anarchy. Then he hits big on Justified, where he becomes like the second lead, uh, kills six seasons of that uh, great television program. Uh, then he starts working with Tarantino, uh, and starts appearing in a bunch of Tarantino stuff, uh, because Tarantino loves Justified. Then he starts, he makes a jump to HBO. He starts working with Danny McBride on Vice Principles, on Righteous Gemstones. But Jace, you would probably know him from Ant-Man and the Wasp. <laughs> Am I wrong? How dare
2: you clock me so hard. Because <laughs> <laughs> I li- you're listing all of these shows that I'm sure are fabulous. And I'm just fabulous. going, nope, 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 fuck, Ant-Man and the Watch. MCU. Okay.
1: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to I do it
2: promise I am <laughs> cultured. <laughs> it's just mostly not TV. <laughs> I have <laughs> more movies, actually, for that fact. Oh, it's a, like a lot of theater, theater and maybe some, like, other artists
0: and... Can I take the stress off of you for a sec, Jace? Yeah, please. I realized something yesterday that shattered my world. Uh huh. I was watching the second paintball episodes, right? The paintballs and the fistful more. Mm -hmm. Um, And I realized that the title cards that introduce all of the characters give them a card: the Queen of Hearts or the Jack of Clubs. And that's the fucking cards that they put into the thing to vote Pierce out of the group.
1: That definitely came up in our discussion of
0: those episode. <laughs> I, apparently, I zoned for that moment. Hey, <laughs> I, I,
1: I do hate to do it to both of you. I, you have free reign. Come at me anytime <laughs> when I do something like this. Uh, but that definitely, that definitely came up.
0: <laughs> I must have zoned. I must have fucking zoned. Because I I was watching them the other day, and I was like, oh, shit. Whoa. Oh, shit. And he's the only red card. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Those
1: episodes are so fucking good.
2: I I have managed to, I'm going to say very little because I don't want to incriminate myself. I have managed to come into contact with every single Spider-Man movie ever made.
1: What do you mean come into contact with?
2: (laughs) I don't own it, but I have the ability to watch all of them Without streaming them.
1: So you've pirated the Spider Man I have not films. pirated them.
0: Okay. <laughs> Why are you being so you fucking cagey? and kept them? You had someone pirate them for you? Well, not
1: directly. <laughs> you went to Blockbuster Video? What's happening? I fucking wish. My goodness. Anyway, I've been
2: – so I've been trying to catch up. I mean I'm sure also there is there is news that we might get uh, most of them on Disney Plus because Sony and Disney made a deal. Who knows if it's true or not. Regardless, I went back and I was like, you know what? Let me watch Toby Maguire. And I oh. remember never liking Toby as an actor and I still don't. <laughs> wow.
0: But
2: I don't – I just don't – there's something annoying about his mouth. I can't explain it. <laughs>
0: Fuck. Can you Fuckin'. imagine being in a room listening to a podcast and suddenly your name comes up and you're like, oh, they're talking about me? And then one of the hosts says, I just have a problem with his fucking mouth. Oh, it's Toby. <laughs> it's
1: Toby's time. Toby's getting mentioned on a podcast. And then, like, a fist reaches out of the iPhone and just punches Toby Fire in the fucking
2: face. <laughs> that's, that's not my biggest gripe with it. My biggest complaint about it is that it starts off literally saying, like, this. Like, any good story is about a girl. And I'm like, fuck, here we go with this bullshit, right? It was right? a different time, Jace. It was, it a, it was the time, fucking I 90s. Hate, I still don't like, I know it was a different time. It was It was spot on for Hollywood people in 2002. Were, people I were, get it.
0: Yeah, people were still listening to fucking Stink, unironically. Most likely that. Oh, it's ready.
1: Oh my God, Macho Man fucking Randy Savage's fucking saw yeah, is it's transcendent. Rat. It's fucking <laughs> so good. It's so good can't believe jace is coming on here and dissing the rami spiderman's just trying whoa, to make me whoa, angry whoa. just trying to make me angry
2: i blame sony a little bit oh my god we're talking about community can we stay on
1: topic please you brought Spider-Man we're into the conversation jace calm the fuck down
0: you did this
1: you did this this is before yeah after we're done with community we're going to watch the Raimi spidermans uh anyway i will i will send them to you Jason's I the have the, the as kettle- if I don't have right Spider Man right. One and Two on DVD in my apartment. Right? Okay, but I also
2: have Spider Man Three, and I also have Amazing Spider Man One and Two, and I have also both of the MCU Spider Man. Well, we can miss
1: Andrew Garfield Spider Man.
0: Uh, <laughs> I made a joke that I don't. Really, I did
1: like that first one,
0: but I, but I liked it. So just when you when you're editing this, Kev, re-listen to it because the joke I made was fun.
1: Oh, okay, cool. So I'm excited one. to I'm excited to hear it. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> Uh, I said, I said,
0: uh, J- because Jace won't, I won't make Jace listen all the way through it. I said that Jace is Catwoman calling the kettle Black Panther. I like that,
2: specifically because I like being referred to as Catwoman.
0: I, I figured. Of, that's, that's why one. I wanted you to
2: hear it. I appreciate that. I, I love said it. to I love you, Catwoman. but I'm not important Okay, to and I'm sorry. To- this is my last,
1: this is the See? last one. I don't promise, but this is the last one. <laughs> Black Panther my- Wakanda this forever. This I gotta start making notes about like where to cut in the recording. <laughs> none of this is staying. None of this is staying. It. We are not going to be forty-five minutes in and have barely discussed this episode. I refuse. So, I, new rules. Star Wars coming out. MCU, it's coming out. <laughs>
2: like it's just. We just need gone. to start. We just need to start doing those as a separate podcast so we can get it out of our system.
1: If someone oh else God. edits it, <laughs> if I'm not doing it.
0: I like that Kev thinks that just saying this means we're going to listen to it, but look.
1: <laughs> I don't no, know why not. <laughs> I don't expect <laughs> you to listen to it, but like, it's the easiest thing to cut out. It's just like, oop, <laughs> oh, uh, it's great. Anyway. So right. we, were ta-
2: we got there because we were talking about, uh, what's his name? Walter
0: Yeah,
2: does a great job in this episode. I I remember finding his performance underwhelming when I saw it the first time. Second time, also being a little bit on that path, and then this third time,
1: walk us not, through know, the journey. Like,
2: yeah, it's okay. a journey, and then like okay. third time, and Onward, I was like, uh huh, no, I this was that takes a special kind of straight
1: man to pull off that. He's doing the driest, deadest pan, like we are like British <laughs> sitcom levels of dry. Yeah. Uh um, But it's, I mean if for no i mean the the moment where he's like gay murderer says what like that whole i've been, i've been instructed to inform <laughs> him that that means you're gay uh like that and then i, agree I
0: to disagree <laughs> the
1: the uh, line at the end the whole ring of handing out sperm and how he finds six distinct deliveries for like those del- it's it's incredible that ending sequence where everyone is getting their sperm is one of the finest written and performed scenes of comedy I've ever seen in my entire life. When it
2: boils it's, down to, like, just these, like, and of course, your obligatory sperm, down to just,
1: here's your sperm. It just, it just works. And, and Goggins is doing, like, this subtle fucking thing where he's, like, he's lifting his voice and tenor just ever so slightly, like, just adding this little tinge of, of feeling and flavor, and so, like, after, you know, two acts of, of these people just, like, fighting and him throwing venom at all these people, that, like, his turn... It starts with Britta, and he's like, do you know that you hate yourself more than you should and that your passion inspired me? Oh, um, it's it heartwarming. It's so good. She finally gets her fucking iPod uh, <laughs> running joke four like, years in the making. What? What's the running joke? I missed that. In uh, season one, in the episode mm-hmm. with the high schoolers, uh, who are like, da uh schmitty. At the end of that it episode, a there's like... On. A, yeah, there's a, there's a card that says Britta Perry proud owner of iPod Nano 2014 um and then four seasons later she gets a fucking iPod it's it's ridiculous (laughs) it's absurd um yeah, and then like and then he, he transfers to Shirley and how he's like deadpanning all of this and, and the way we deliver these sperms. You have the great like Edgar Wright hand coming in from off frame delivering <laughs> something and then lifting back out. Um classic like hot fuzz shit. Um it's just it's absolutely it's 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 transcendent and it's so so funny. Uh that uh Pierce bequeaths Abed nothing but <laughs> A cylinder of sperm. Uh, he calls <laughs> him insane. Which so is exactly what he would do. Have you heard the fan theory about what he actually bequeathed to Abed? There's a fan theory? There's a fan theory that his final bequeathment to Abed was the lie detector test because it's a classic, like, Set up for hijinks and and character arcs that like his gift uh-huh. to Abed was the premise of a lie detector test. Here's why I don't believe that's true. Yeah, I don't think Pierce was smart enough to do that. <laughs> Fully embrace your perspective on that. I just think that's interesting. Like think all a fan, theory... fun, no, I actually do think that's a very fun fan theory.
0: That's I would that's I would fun. more believe that he the the vial of. Sperm that he gives Abed isn't actually a vial of sperm. It's his Energon canister, I, uh, hoping that Abed can bring him back in the future. Because if anybody could, it would be Abed. But I or thought
2: there's I thought like he a... saw the Energon canister when Troy yeah, was but trying it's to s- him. switch a root. Oh. Switch, yeah. and switch. Yeah. How would he uh, switch a root his body after he's dead? I don't know.
1: Set it up. How, how could he
0: run a light tester test after he's dead? Have yeah, exactly. else... That's a different yeah. situation. How long? Have Walton Goggins brilliant. take
1: both and like, whew, you know, do the old switch a root,
0: swap a I love that Troy tries to suck it in through his mouth and he's like, I don't know why this. I thought this would work. Get yeah, a balloon. Yeah, Someone get a balloon. <laughs> <laughs> Someone get a balloon.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it's so uh, good. Uh, this
0: this episode always
2: always also al- mm. this episode also no <laughs> this episode. <laughs> Then? <laughs> this episode, uh, it's been a rough week at work, y'all. This episode also always reminds me of the episode where Pierce's mom dies.
1: Correct. Yeah. yeah. The first time we and see a, one of the Energon pots.
2: And it's a really nice way to kind of connect those themes. Uh, I, like, I'm thinking back to them listening to the CD in the back of the car, and where she's like, no, Pierce, I really am dead. Your mom died like, making
1: paid. a CD? No. That is gangster." <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's good. It's fucking good. This episode is full fucking payoff for like twelve different episodes of this show. Cause obviously we're following up cooperative calligraphy. We're also following up Intermediate Documentary Filmmaking, the Hospital episode. We are also following up the fucking Schmidty Kids from season one. And in Psychology of Letting Go from season it's just well, work calligraphy, that one is the bottleneck episode, right? That's yeah, that's the Annie's pen. Not bottle um, neck, bottle episode. Oh my god.
2: <laughs> wow, okay, yeah, that's fun that they made a reference to that in the
1: title. Yeah, cooperative polygraphy. Isn't that fun? Isn't that fun? <laughs> they were like,
2: it's another bottle episode, y'all.
1: This is a clue on how you're supposed to watch this episode. Um, <laughs> they do another one of these, like, secrets revealed episodes in, in season six, but they throw the naming convention right in the trash. <laughs> like they 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 get rid of the cooperative aspect of it.
2: Chang has some fun... No, segues are weird. Chang has some fun uh, little bits in this one, too. I love that when Chang shows up...
0: <laughs> Chang's so good in this episode. I love
2: I love that somehow, like, if we think about, like, the, the major candidate of what is implied by what happens in this, that um, Pierce only had one question for Chang <laughs> and knew that he wouldn't stay and didn't, also didn't... For some reason... Pierce bothered enough to have a question for Chang, but didn't bother enough to leave him sperm, which is a very fun little detail. Um, Unless we didn't see that happen, in which case that would have been fucking ridiculous. But (laughs) I just love the idea of Chang sitting down. He's like, I got this. I got nothing to hide. And they ask him one question,
0: and he just takes it off and walks out. Did you ever masturbate in the study room? Just, Just, gotta go. (laughs) That is my cue. Thank you so much. And then he comes...
2: (laughs) and then everyone
1: doing uh this is a weird runner in this season where like three separate times they do something like where someone says everybody cuz it's all like a leon the professional
0: reference
1: um if anybody's seen Leon oh, the Professional? It's
0: been ages, yeah. It's been ages, but Gary Oldman,
1: our mm-hmm. greatest hammy actor. Uh like it's a guy who cannot tone it down. Uh in Leon the Professional, he's like, We need to send everyone. The guy's like, everyone? And he's like Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's and that's a fun. Of course, community would make that fucking niche reference. Hell yeah. And it's fun it's a good kind of reference where it's funny if you don't get the reference. It's yeah. still, it's didn't still a fun I did get the reference.
2: Track. I still loved it. Yeah. I think that's also... We've talked before about what, like, the differences between season four and other seasons, and, like, when they make references in the other seasons, they're either stuff that is timeless enough where it's not going to feel like, oh, this is just a relevant thing for right now, and it might not actually hold up that well. But the other thing is, if they make references that are, like, super niche that people might not get, they hold up even if you don't get the reference.
1: Yes, whereas season four is like pointing a neon blinking sign to the fact that they're making a Star Wars reference, right? Yeah. they're like, look, look, we're referencing the most popular movies of all time. It's Doofenshmirtz Evil Incorporated with a giant arrow pointing to where he's residing. Oh, I wish... They every time they did a Star Wars reference, there was a catchy little jingle like Doofenshmirtz Evil Incorporated. <laughs> that'd be fun. I'd like that. If that
2: would make. We should insert. We should get a fan edit of all the episodes from season four, whenever There's like a, a ham-fisted reference, and just like insert a little jingle. Maybe that'd make it better. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe yeah. not. No, maybe not. <laughs> it would be something though. <laughs> it, would be, it, would be, it would be a decision. It would be. Look, it's no Snyder cut. I'm sorry. We're. Mov- I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: i'm just you know maybe maybe this is just where i'm at i'm like i would love if we all just like across culture we're like okay the things that everyone talks about constantly that we're all sick of hearing about maybe let's like moratorium on uh, the snyder cut maybe just like let's all take a little break from the mcu and star wars just like just to refresh you know what i mean Uh, but kevin what would we put in its place Anything else? Anything. Any? Give me something, Kevin. I don't know things. <laughs> uh, follow me to the wonderful world of <laughs> like uh, streaming Tales? good movies. Yeah, let's talk about Dragon Tales. <laughs> let's do the Dragon Tales Child Cinematic Universe. Uh, yeah, any, any, just anything else. That's all. Uh, anyway, moving on.
2: Anything. Uh, Literally anything else.
1: That's all. I love that the uh, secrets revealed in this episode range as. It, wildly, from, like, something pretty innocuous, like smoking weed in a church parking lot, to... Depends who you
2: say that to, but yes. Albed
1: has put trackers in every Right. <laughs> like,
2: Wait. Uh, yeah, no, sorry. I'm trying. I'm, I can stay on topic. Everything's fine. Do you
1: honestly... Okay. I have in my head what to me is the most heinous one. And I'm wondering if you can guess what it is. Cuz there's one that just I will never get over the betrayal. Um
2: the one that makes me the most upset. I feel the most complicated about Abed with the tracker, but the one that makes me the most upset is uh is um Jeff keeping people's Keeping trophies and the way that he defends himself, it it actually they have does to be
1: one in me battle.
2: That... <laughs> <laughs> you need to be one in battle. It does upset me that Troy goes awesome. I that that makes me a little upset because I'm like my Troy would never. But
1: that's Troy's Troy would... thing when Jeff does shit like that though. Like when they had sex on the study room table, he's like Aw, awesome. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Troy one thinks Jeff is cool. The he whole thinks show. Jeff is cool. Um. Um.
0: I, I don't um Yeah, I don't know.
1: I mean okay. I, the one no. from Is it the
0: thing you open the episode with?
1: No. Uh I don't mind that. I listen, you know, visitors leave things. It's the way Jeff defends it that's gross, but like I guess I don't inherently have a problem with that. The one that feels like a deep betrayal, like that that just absolutely hurts me, is that <sighs> Troy got his handshake from a YouTube channel. <laughs> is that oh, the Troy wow. and Abed handshake is from a YouTube channel called Fun for Friends
0: um, yeah, I forgot about that Yeah, this
1: is where we get this season's reference to a name Kevin every season has had one so far so I'm very glad that we kept that trend going Wait, but what? Uh, the YouTube channel guys introduce themselves as like I'm Kyle and I'm Kevin uh, that's and not e- what made me say what <laughs> every season has had a reference to the name Kevin So Kevin
2: far. Chang, Kevin right there
1: Right, yeah. Kevin has Changnesia, okay? Uh Senior Kevin's in season three, The Mexican Restaurant. Uh Season two, in the Halloween episode, George Takei says, and here's a present for all you Kevins out there. Oh, yeah. And in season one, uh, early on... When uh, Jeff is talking to Britta and he doesn't, he realizes he doesn't have Britta's actual phone number and that he's been in a year-long text conversation with uh, a guy in Boulder. And he says, "Well, maybe Kevin needs to rethink his marriage." Um, and, oh and, and, and anyway, but I, oh. I, the the Troy handshake thing, it it hurts me. I, yeah, it's weird. I'm wounded. It's so personal in a way a lot of the other ones aren't. I'm thinking... Yeah.
2: That's true. It is super personal. I think... I'm realizing now also for me... The ones that make me feel the most complicated... Uh, there's a second one. It's not just Abed tracking people. It's Annie drugging everyone. That one's also like... Yeah. Yeah. But the yeah. one that makes me the most like... I don't know. The... Uh, I guess on a similar vein to, I don't know, Shirley's secret about um, donating to anti-abortion uh, stuff. It's like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> of course you do.
0: It's of a, part, of course yeah, you do.
2: fucking of course you do. Um, no.
0: I, no it, I, I it doesn't, most of them don't really strike me as like, percent. oh, they're terrible people. Mostly because we've had like several episodes at this point where everyone reveals that over the last indiscriminate period of time they've been a giant piece of shit yeah uh it's not the fairly co- i mean cooperative calligraphy does it with abed where he's hurting their everybody charting <laughs> <cycle>. yeah like <laughs> yeah. It, it's happened the the puppet episode in season four is sure. about them all talking wait
1: yeah no, they, they reveal their that's secrets. Still, that's in revealing they all the, reveal the that they've done yeah, shit yeah, yeah. things. Yeah,
0: for some reason, yeah. my brain started to dis- this, uh, dissociate that part But that Yeah, that's that the one episode. where,
1: like, Annie let the teacher give her a foot rub for a better grade. And I'm like, oh, cool. Character assassination. Love to see it. Love to just take a pot shot at Annie's <laughs> character. Yeah, that makes um, no sense for her. Doesn't yeah. check out. Doesn't... I don't like it. Don't care for it. Um... The other one that I think is fucked up, it's an, it's an Abed one, where he's catfishing Annie, which is a very fucked up thing to do. Yeah, that yeah. one's actually really... As Olympic pole vaulting he, like, hopeful Brent NK's. Underjaw.
2: Which is a great <laughs> fake name. Great wow, wow. fake that name. that is a drag king name if I've ever heard one.
1: Yeah, I love Olympic pole vaulting hopeful Brent Underjaw. Um... <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. have to say, uh, Olympic pole <laughs> vaulting hopeful Brent Underjaw. You can't say it without it. He is not Brent Underjaw. He is Olympic pole vaulting hopeful Brent Underjaw. Um, and Annie's holding hands at Disneyland fantasy. You know, the fact that Annie is a Disney adult, I guess does not shock me, but, why does, but it is why like, is it is unfortunate. Fantasy, though. That's such a,
2: to be like, I just... I it's mean, so annoying. Deal, even, if you're, even if you're not a Disney <laughs> adult, Holding hands with someone that you care about while at Disney World is an un... Like, Standard operating procedure. A nice idea. Yeah. Nobody's yeah. like, this is a sacred moment for me. <laughs> Don't touch
1: me. Don't I'm looking I- at Mickey Mouse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm, Unhand like, me! You I'm holding goon. hands with I, the pool and no one else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna talk to Gaston. Do not lay your grubby sausage mitts upon me.
0: Oh my god! Wears a shirt that know. says Gaston or get fucked.
2: Yeah, that's the Jeez, shirt I'm wearing to Disneyland, and I will You're be all...
1: thrown out of Disneyland. <laughs> My, I'm gonna show up to. I'm my first stop at Disneyland. I'm gonna wear a shirt that says I'm gonna fuck Gaston, and they're just, they're just
2: gonna. No, 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 no. I found it. It's you wear a shirt. It's all like Disneyed up. It's got the aesthetic. It's got the font, and it says no one fucks like Gaston. No No
0: one fucks like Gaston. Yeah, that's it. The front of it just says no one. Dot dot dot, and then the back says fucks like Gaston. Gaston. So everybody that like actually
2: not the back. it's It's like. Like right where like uh the tramp stamp would be sure it's pretty good sure no sure. no 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 no. i take that back it's so <laughs> okay feet. it's shorts and the front says no one on the two legs and the back says bucks like a stunt right over the ass there it is i'm gonna make so much money off of this cha-ching
0: <laughs> uh kev i think you meant cha-chang nailed it oh
1: boy wow excellent uh, actually, when I do that delivery, I am quoting Chang uh, in the Family Day episode where he's like, hey, how's the beast treaty going with the Naboo? Anyway. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, so it seems that Starburns isn't a virgin. By judging by that Bluetooth headset, his son is cha-ching. <laughs> it's the best moment of the episode. You can Dang, stop watching Pierce there. He
0: broke the piggy bank this <laughs> time. Wait, what episode is this? You're It's the Family, family Day,
1: Day episode. episode, and everyone brings their like family to Spanish class. Oh my and god,
2: that's one with Catherine McPhee, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, that's the one with Catherine mckee <laughs> right? yeah. Yeah, so, and he just roasts, he just roasts the
0: asshole family. And
2: Britta's oh. asking Troy's grandma to,
0: <laughs> with the switch. Oh no, so weird. <laughs> it's it's so, so great. It's so fucking weird. <laughs> it's fucked
1: up. <laughs> fucked up shit. Uh, This episode's great. Uh, Jeff Winger, I'm bequeathing <laughs> you this glass of fine scotch. <laughs> you won't be tempted to drink this bottle of even
0: finer sperm. How bad did you know I never understood anything you ever did? Yep, here's your bottle of sperm. Here's your sperm. It's so good. It's so good.
1: Yeah, it's- maybe it's because everyone else got one, or because it's an old man's semen, but. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> this what's what's the guy goes no I, I feel like Pierce saw in me something that I never saw in myself that I always wanted. I've to I've been be. looking
1: for my entire life, 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 millions of dollars, millions of dollars, <laughs> 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 or being a man or whatever it is he said. Build up and then the floor <laughs> just gets yanked out from under. That's a classic <laughs> Donald Troy fucking delivery. That's just, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, that's just beautiful. You, you love to see it. Donald on his way out. They were finally like addressing the elephant that like fans knew at the time, where it's like, we only have Donald Glover for five more episodes. And we're on episode four think- of five. Yeah, we all know. Like, basically, at the same time that they announced Dan Harmon is coming back, they're like, and also, uh, Donald Glover's only going to be here for five episodes. Um, so we were like, uh, it's like someone gave you a birthday cake, but then they spit on it, and then you're like, <laughs> well, it's still a cake, I guess. <laughs> so I'll take They're it. Like,
2: Eat around it.
1: Eat around it. Yeah. So, like, anyone that was following community news at the time knew going into this season that we only had Troy for five episodes. Um, and it's like, there's two ways you can do that, right? Because you can either do you go all in on Troy for the first five episodes and mm-hmm. you just get the most out of that guy that you can. Or you lay the groundwork for what you're going to do with the other characters and then make Troy's exit a part of that. And they opt for the second option, which I think is the stronger one if you want to continue making a television show. Because Troy's absence is already a big point for a lot of people where they're like, actually, community kind of stops at this point. You see it online all the time. And that would have been even worse if they had been a five episode troy stravaganza uh that then troy is it really would would have made his
2: his absence more stark it would have made him Mm -hmm. stick out more they it, it does seem like his role is decidedly a little bit sparse these first few episodes probably very intentionally to make it so that like you know, there's that you 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 feel him leave for sure. That's definitely his his absence is felt. Absolutely. But to kind of make it as
0: as as palatable as possible, as as easy as possible. Yeah, it also feels like one of the things that like I wish a lot of shows did that don't. Where like as you're getting close to the end, you you see it coming, sure. But then you also kind of want to see how people are left afterwards. I might be unique in this. No, but-
1: absolutely.
0: Troy leaving does feel like an end, but that makes what happens after it very interesting because, like, these people would go on. And I am very curious about what that looks like. And I'm glad that they tell us because if it had just ended with that, it would have been like, well, what happens? Or, like, if they'd made Mm it more contiguous with, like, the end of a school year and it's like, oh, well, I'm going to go. I'm done. I'm going to go. And him just leaving feels weird and uncomfortable, and then, like, you take that and film – or have an episode the next week. Right. I mean, I, it, it, it also helps the audience when
2: the cast is – when the rest of the characters are going through the same thing. They're, go, they're all going, how do I move on? And they make – that's – the theme of his leaving episode isn't him leaving. It's specifically Abed, how am I going to keep going? And right. then afterward, it's the characters, you know, not directly necessarily, but reconciling with his absence, and that's what we as audience members are doing. It it further connects us to these characters
1: while he's no longer there, and it's yeah, just, it's honestly, it's and it's really an smart. emotional experience that I think everyone goes through. Right, is yeah. that someone is an incredibly important part of your life, and then. For whatever reason, they are no longer a part of that anymore. Whether they move away, or there's some kind of falling out, or right. they die. Like, they're, like that, that absence, which you can't have with Pierce, because the last two seasons have just been about how fu- much pierce fucking sucks last three seasons have been about how much pierce fucking sucks so like his absence is almost like they've vanquished the big They're like oh
2: thank god <laughs> they've, yeah.
1: like they've they've killed sauron and, and then it's been, like well we have to keep pretty, making
2: yeah. pretty you know, uh, he's like replaced like they bring buzz hickey in and almost he's- immediately Almost immediately, and he is, I mean, he's very different, but he's also an old white dude. He's, yeah. a, much, he's a much more welcome president. Oh,
1: Pierce, good for you. I always thought the toupee was a bit cowardly. <laughs> Such a good line. But,
2: like, yeah, so they're like, look, we got rid of this guy, we brought this other guy in, and this this is fine. Uh, because, and that really goes to show, I mean, because th- a lot of it also, there was that beef between Chevy. not I don't even call it beef, because that implies that... Donald was fucking pressed and he fucking wasn't. Literally, Chevy was just fucking envious of how funny Donald was. Yeah. And so to and have, made his life hell because of Yeah. It. So like the send-offs being like, fuck this guy, we're just gonna replace you while the other guy is literally irreplaceable. Right. And you Donald can say a lot, make but they don't made that canonically acknowledged. That just really Yeah. <laughs> on they,
3: that,
1: Chevy. they bring in new like comedic wild cards. Uh, cause they bring it, so you know, Duncan is very prevalent this season. And then by the time you get to season six, like Chang is literally sitting in Troy's whole seat. So like you have like your, your comedic wild card in the same way that Troy was, but they never fully replace him in the same way they oh, certainly do with you. Pierce or they even kind of do with Shirley. I mean, it's never the same like archetype, but like the, the bringing in of Frankie and Elroy feels very intentional. It feels very like pointed as to like kind of where they're sitting and who they're meant to occupy, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. I'll, and I they am make really the excited Dean to get to only...
2: Frankie and Elroy. Oh, I- I'm God. I'm so excited. Oh, I think gosh. that's going to be where like a lot of, because that's a lot of the of the of the I almost said content. That's a lot of the show <laughs> that doesn't get talked about as much in my perspective. You know, people are like. Let's talk about community. It's like one, two, three, four, and then five until Troy leaves. You know, but like, yeah. and those two often get slighted, even though they are amazing. And I think we've also been building up to it because we all love those characters so much. Kevin, I know you're straight up obsessed with those two characters, and so Absolutely. like, it's it's exciting. I'm excited to get into that that point. We're we're motoring right along. It's a great episode. My God.
1: Yeah. It's fucking excellent. And it is like tough to discuss because it is just like pimples. I'm a fun guy. I've got <laughs> ideas. Hey, that, <laughs> that
0: is so funny. Like Let's I get shots.
1: <laughs> It's I, about it's this guy it, who oversees lie cold. detector tests, and but the problem is he's too good looking. People can't tell the truth. <laughs> it's Why so funny. You, and I
2: I I I I'm not like that in real
1: life <laughs> i know i don't know about y'all but in my experience when people know you're like a writer or a screenwriter i've lived that experience so many times oh boy you have an idea you
0: want to share hey. hey. their idea like, for a stri- and they're like so you
1: know i'm a nurse and i always had this idea for a movie about like people in a hospital waiting room and we like see their different stories and i'm like mm-hmm
2: oh mm, oh yes I, I mm. actually watched that, one. that one sounds kind of fun <laughs> that
1: actually you know it could be done it could although be, you know, i
2: think i would rather see that as a play that makes sense but i also love plays but i think like if you're gonna do something where it's like hey let's talk about the weird people in one room and just keep the same sure. set for the whole time
1: yeah i'm gonna make it a play uh, great uh movie it's not necessarily about that same idea but like definitely grapples with it is uh the movie bringing out the dead starring Nicolas cage uh, directed by martin scorsese uh and it's it's about like these emts um who are coming in and out of like this fucked up new york hospital and there's all these like incredible like doctor and patient characters um some of my favorite pr- fucking performances ever from, like, John Goodman and Ving Rhames and Nick Cage. It's it's a good movie on it's Amazon pretty. Prime. Fucking check it out. Bringing what Out is the it? Dead. Bring Out the Dead? Bringing Out Bring the me. Dead. Ouch. Anyway. Uh, it's a fun fucking watch. I've been uh, nice. this was the summer of Scorsese, but it started in January. So I've watched, like, 18 <laughs> Scorsese films and short films uh, so far this year. Uh and Bringing Out the Dead has like stuck with me in a really profound fucking way. So I would absolutely wholeheartedly recommend uh that movie. Anyway, moving <laughs> moving on uh from from that uh 1999 hospital movie. Uh,
2: yeah. That sounds great. I can't wait to watch that one. That was really hell fun. yeah.
1: Hell uh, yeah. Anything else to say before we segue into our rankings for this week? anything else to say um any more like star wars opinions anybody wants to (laughs) get off their chest (laughs) anything
0: anything else you want me to cut (laughs) i'm just fucking with y'all i love
2: y'all not to make a reference to shang chi when you brought up edgar Wright.
1: yeah i mean listen i you know
2: (laughs) the cinematography of the hand entering frame and that's
1: and That's and all. they're using Bill Pope, right. who shot fucking three Edgar Wright movies, uh, so it makes sense. Checks out. Um, yeah, I, I listen. I am of the three of us, like the Marvel grump. But like Shang Chi <laughs> Eternals, <laughs> yeah, no, bring not. it to me. Yeah, bring it to me. <laughs> you know, like absolutely, I will watch Shang Chi Eternals. Like a hundred percent. Will I see Black Widow and Spider Man three eh, eventually? But Shang Chi Eternals, bring it on. Uh, anyway. Uh, I think you're saying
2: Shang Chi Eternals like it's one
1: movie. (laughs) Uh, It is to me. It's one cinematic experience.
0: (laughs) Shang Chi and the Eternals, though. What are you doing? What are you doing? (laughs) Stop it!
2: Stop it! I didn't. Am I crazy? Did I or did I? Was I just like unaware that Aquafina is in Shang Chi because that's fun.
1: I didn't know that, but that's cool. Oh uh, yeah, she's
2: the one driving the bus. Yeah, so, I mean, I saw it in the in the in the trailer, but for some reason, I didn't know that until the trailer came out, and I was like, "Am I? Am I? Maybe, I, maybe I just like have been successful." I, Kevin, when you said that you try not to, like, look up spoilers, I was like, "You know, I kind of, I want to bring that back because that was, I did love having it less, like, like going and not knowing as much," uh, and so I was like, "Maybe that's because I've been
0: better at not." Maybe. I don't know.
2: But I'm very excited about that. That's a fun fun development for me. I was like, oh, that'll be fucking funny. <laughs> I'm on
0: IMDB too much to not know things like that. And it's much to my chagrin because I'm frequently like, I want to watch a trailer I've never seen. And then I'm like, fuck. They don't <laughs> I exist. The <laughs> I live on the internet. I don't. Nothing surprises me anymore. I mean, it surprises me the moment I see it. Right? Sure. I'm like, oh, shit. But like nothing surprises me in the, in the moment.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like with the um, press release yeah like when it first comes out I'm like oh dope but it's I never have somebody like check out this trailer and I'm like oh, I've never seen this I'm always like yeah, yeah it's the one with uh, fucking Jamie Dornan and fucking Anthony Mackie and it's like a weird trippy yeah, yeah I've seen that one. and they're I like How the friend,
2: dude. I need y'all to know every time you say any actor's name ever I have no idea what the fuck's going on
0: Anthony Mackie is Sam from fucking that Man. I know Okay, Jamie yeah, Dornan the, the wing, the from... wingman, Captain Jamie Falcon. Dornan's Jamie Dornan's the dude from Fifty Shades.
1: Yeah, Fifty Shades of Gret. Oh, Fifty yeah, Shades of or the or Nick.
0: the CG Yadaville or Yadaville, which was on uh, Netflix. It's a World War II movie. Don't know what that is. Oh, I think it's World War Two.
1: That's why <laughs> I hate World War Two. <laughs> <I> hate. <it. laughs>
0: that's... Well, I don't think anyone liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I Made a, a lot of World movies too. about. It. I don't think. I don't think it was good. I don't know. What what do you mean liked it (laughs) i like reading about it it it, it might
1: be i had fun personally during world war ii (laughs) i had a good time
2: i thought the original was better yeah world war the sequels never is good
0: (laughs) we can do rankings now the i thought the the first one was better that shit fucking broke me we can do we can do rankings now yeah great (laughs)
1: I have Let's the what... I have the sheet pulled up, you know, for whatever you whatever so want. Really. So
2: we know that this one is better than... Uh... Well, we're doing N-togs first. Oh, n Shots!
1: Um... <laughs> uh, Where do we want to start with this?
2: <laughs> I'm Dr. Doogie Seacrest.
1: <laughs> All right, is this the classic no, question? No, it's
2: not as funny as Dr. Doogie Crest. I, just I was thinking... Dr. Uh...
1: Well, I was <laughs> using our standard barometer of slut. The slut barometer. um, This might surpass the slut barometer. It might. It might slut the slut barometer. Nah. There's a lot of jokes jokes in this that I like. That we learn how Pierce died by dehydration. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, From filling up all those. Here's another metric
2: to think about Uh, fake outtakes. How do we put this against fake outtakes? Mm,
0: mm. This is better than fake outtakes. You think so? Maybe. Four spot three thousand? Oh. No, Kev, or um Jeff crying oh. at the end of that's fucking incredible.
1: Yeah this ain't gonna beat fade out takes for me. Uh but we're in the right zone. The in the morning with Rich, date with Secret Service. We're in the right we're in the right field here. Troy and Open off to Dreamland.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <It's> just- <laughs> iconic iconic uh this let's bl- be the- v- splingles dawn of chip which one is it's where we watch a commercial for the fictional chip brand let's and then britta expresses her love right. of splingles right, right, right. Uh, I was like, you, sh- you need to go home now <laughs> i have a headache that was <laughs> <laughs> so oh, funny dumb <laughs> that's fucking funny um this is better than number 32 in the morning with star burns is it better than Troy and Abed off to Dreamland? That's, that iconic. that's iconic. That's
2: uh, iconic. Shut I actually might put this just above Troy and Abed off to Dreamland. But below date with Secret Service. Okay, that's my vote.
1: Y'all figure it number, out. New number 30 <laughs> for you. Yeah, uh,
2: the
0: that's, that's amenable situation. to me. Uh, I would say above Let's Be Splingles, below yeah. Troy and Abed. Ooh. Uh
2: so is it thirty or thirty one, Kev?
1: I will tie break. <laughs> and I will say the new number thirty. Shots with Mr. Stone.
2: They call him Mr. Stone. Now
1: we're in some fucking tough talk here. So this we know a- that it is
2: uh above cooperative calligraphy.
1: So I we know we're in the top. Which is 13. our
2: number fourteen conspiracy theories and interior design oh these are such we have four seasons worth of fucking amazing
1: episodes all of which are
2: in one two and three (laughs) all right i'm
1: gonna throw one out here Mm -hmm. this is definitely top 10 for for me once we get to like number eight modern warfare it starts getting dicey for me but to me, this is better than number nine, the Ass Crack Bandit episode. And it's definitely better than the Law and Order episode. I M mm. H
0: O. I'm still, th- Caleb, what are your thoughts? This episode's top three for me. Top wow. three. I'm closer to where Kevin and is. I'm, and I'm a pillows and blankets. head. Oh bitch. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> I love that you're just oh, no.
2: <laughs> you said that earlier. It sent me. I'm Cutting. actually closer to where Kevin is with this. Um, but I'm going to say, I'm going to try and. Which one's paradigms of human memory?
1: Fake flashback episode. Which one? Where uh, Jeff and Britta are having secret sex. What? Jeff and Britta are having secret sex. Sing a uh, ling a ling, sing a ling-ding-ding dong.
2: Oh, with the with the with the phone call.
1: I've seen enough movies that it says that popping the back of a raft make it go faster. <laughs> this habitat was for humanity. Jeff and Britta, you did not step forward and are therefore innocent. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Uh, tch, tch, tch. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, this is fucking doyce. This is uh, difficult. So, so uh, you say top three, Daddy Host. Is that number three, or are you looking even higher?
2: I can't in good faith put this above
0: Mixology, sir.
1: I can't either, but I'm just curious.
0: Yeah, to me, it's three.
1: Number three, Just Beneath Pillows and Blankets, Just Above Mixology Cert. Mixology Certification, I mean, obviously that's my number one, so obviously I don't don't think this one is better. Right. Um, Let's, okay, number five, Intermediate Documentary Filmmaking. An episode that this episode is a direct sequel to. God, that hospital episode is good. God, it's good. You know what? Hmm. God, it's good. (laughs) I could like... I
2: could put this as the new six, The new six above a fistful of paintballs. I could put because this to me is more impactful than any of the paintball episodes. I love them, but I also feel like six is kind of in the middle of like that top three that Caleb you're saying, and also Kev, you're you're leaning towards. what did you said like eight
1: nine? That's where I started. I'm not I'm not fixed on anything. I'm. I am... uh, Sort of a free agent here. I'm
2: kind of thinking this is the new six, in my opinion.
1: Okay, so we have a new six and a new three. Uh, I'll do some shitty head math and say new number five. So replacing intermediate documentary filmmaking with cooperative polygraphy.
2: Wow. Look at
1: that top five now.
2: Remedial Chaos Theory... Pillows and Blankets, Mixology Certification, Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, and Cooperative polygraphy. That's a That makes sense to me. Those are like iconic episodes.
1: Yeah, these are, I mean, like, obviously they're top 10, so they're like A tier, but these are like elite tier fucking sitcom episodes. Like, now, now the top 10 to me is like, I can think of very few shows that have this many unbelievably good episodes like you know i love parks and rec and scrubs but like if i'm running through the whole line of those shows i don't know if i have 10 episodes because
2: you just go through them all and you're just enjoying it the whole time they're all nice they're all good
1: and you know scrubs has every so often and parks and rec every so often you're like holy shit that was like unbelievable yeah, exactly. See, you, you can't. As about. covered by Nickelback. Yeah, in that rendition.
2: Actually, oh, that was as
0: covered by Scott Stapp of Creed. That's true. Or just Chris Pratt. Or Eddie Vetter of Pearl Jam. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love it. I like that one. That one's it. It's Pearl Jam for sure. Love to see it.
0: Okay.
1: uh So that—that that... Was,
2: that was a tricky Whew. rank Whoo!
1: That was a tough one. Uh, anybody got any tasty plugs for us this week?
2: I don't have like as much of a plug, but I do have a fun person that I want to shout out. Mostly
1: because, so there is a oh no, tasty
0: plugs is a butt plug company. I would at at tasty
1: plugs we (laughs) provide only the finest in flavored (laughs) lubes and anal implants. Um,
2: uh, (laughs) implants. well, maybe that's the wrong word. Anyway, <laughs> there is a um, there is a yeah.
0: Went, yeah,
1: yeah. No, that was the wrong word.
0: <laughs> uh, inserts maybe yeah. like no. implants is a whole new it's world. Is permanent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whatever. This is who we are now. This yeah, is what Kevin we do. <laughs> this is what we do.
2: Anyway, so but there is there is a non-binary uh writer and director that I'm a big fan of that is. A friend of mine named M. Sloth Levine, or is it Levine? I don't know. I've always called them Sloth, so I don't know how to, you pronounce their last <laughs> name. Um, but that's their name, M. Sloth uh, Levine. They're on Twitter at Sloth, L-E-V-I-N-E, Sloth, like the animal. Um, and I love I love their stuff. But the thing that really sent me today, and it was a controversial tweet of theirs, uh Kevin, I think you'll also appreciate this. They tweeted, "I want a gritty prestige drama with jillian Anderson as Amelia Bedelia," and that fucking sent me. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but they're great. They're a great um, Amelia Bedelia. She didn't understand anything. <laughs>
2: I was just excited about the idea of a prestige drama of a
1: Bedelia. I think Cassie I want left- a gritty Netflix drama about flat Stanley. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, that's I mean that's what I have to plug right now. Um, I don't have much to plug for my stuff. My show stuff has had some very exciting developments, but not really anything that I can plug at the moment. Um, so yeah, oh. follow me at J A C E N Z I E V. Um, Twitter and Instagram. Or don't. I'm not your fucking boss. Uh, <laughs> if you're trans, yep. I love you. If you're cis, I also love you. And if you're trans, I love you. And my God, is it tricky right now. But I got you. Feel free to slide into my personal messages and uh, talk to me if you need any assistance or just someone to talk to. What, Caleb? Why are you
0: making this face? You said feel free to slide it into my... Pause. Personal messages. I didn't want to say slide into my DMs and it made it worse. I'm sorry. But it's not slide it into, it's slide into my personal messages. Did I slide it so into? So you said slide it into my, and then and then fucking pause.
1: Lube up and slip the tip into my DMs.
2: <laughs> what was it? Brought to you by Tasty Butt Plugs, flavored lube.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh, they would God. they would have a butt plug called Slip, Slide It Into My BM. Um, oh my, God. you're welcome. You're they welcome. would have a butt plug. Y'all started this energy, and don't get mad when the dad makes the bad joke to end <laughs> the party. That's how it works. That's why I'm here. I don't have anything to plug, really. Uh, the podcast I do about video games kind of ended, weirdly. And abruptly, not ended, but we moved to doing a pop culture and video game podcast. And, like, me being able to talk about games every week has been taken away, which I didn't think was a big deal. And I think it's been a contributory factor to my, like, fucking depression for the last, like, month. But um, Jabril here, my buddy, who's uh, living with me for now while he and his wife moved down because he they're coming to St. Louis. Um, he's here because he got a job, not because, like... He's looking for apartments, because that would suck. Um, yeah. But um, we want to start doing a podcast about games as well, uh, moving move, moving back into Bounty Board, doing all that. So keep eyes peeled for that. And I, my stream's all set back up, finally. I have all the hardware replaced. I've spent like $1,000 on my office this year for a new microphone and wow. new monitor and new uh, capture stuff for my computer. And I streamed today, and it was a lot of fun. So just keep an eye out on that. If you see a notification that TV or TV is gone live on Twitch, come hang out with me. Yeah. I'm pretty cool, but sometimes people stop talking in chat and so I just sit there and stare at the screen like a lemming. So come in and talk to me. Um that's really <laughs> all I got. That's really all I got. Yeah. I'm excited to that's... see you hanging out in a hot tub, Caleb. Hell see, yeah. I've set up I've set I've set expectations that I cannot live up to, but I would like That's
1: some casual dad. You love to see it. Um uh, yeah, I just, uh, DM'd you both, actually. Uh, but I will say, uh, stay tuned, uh, for the rest of this episode where I got to talk to, uh, someone whose podcast I've long- Kevin, to no!
2: <laughs> Why would you DM that us during the podcast and expect no one to bring it up? You're That's...
1: gonna send us a post Oh, I did it because I thought no one would- <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, is so you no one would look into the dms and see that you sent us
0: quite literally a tweet dude, donald trump face dildos no uh jace i would like to petition <laughs> the court to call them
2: not for ben holy shit
0: i would like to i would like to petition the board <laughs> that these be called donald trump's
1: yes no Go donald ahead. trump uh-huh
0: We are now selling
2: homemade hashtag Trump quote toys for that special lady in your life.
0: Not for men!
1: (laughs) Uh, And for anyone at home who does not have this picture. I wish y'all
0: could see Jabril's reaction to that picture. (laughs) (laughs) He looked like he was so personally mad at me for showing it.
2: Oh,
0: Oh, boy. I
2: feel like that's what gets handed out. Republican National
1: Conventions. Yeah, it's in the gift bag. That's in the <laughs> goodie bag. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's just in the gift bag. Oh,
2: so, like, the first, I love that it's somehow pro-sex. It's like sex positive and homophobic at the same <laughs> time. <point.
0: laughs> here's, a, here's a dildo that men can't use. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> Excuse me? Pardon me? Is that a fucking challenge?
1: <laughs> I, I will.
0: True. Um i bet people have been pegged with those
1: (laughs) oh absolutely 100
0: percent. absolutely this podcast is off the
1: rails (laughs) it was never on the rails notice that in the hashtags
2: they clearly don't know how math works wait is that a confederate flag in their profile i
1: can't are you surprised (laughs) (laughs) that the guy that made trump dildos the
0: south will rise (laughs) again (laughs)
1: Mike hey. and hey. a hey. guns and
0: ammo. It is a guns and ammo account. Yeah, they're uh-huh. ammosexuals. They're ammosexuals.
1: Amosexuals. <laughs> That's funny. You've never heard
0: of ammosexuals? Those are people that love the Second Amendment.
1: Uh, I, gun nuts, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <Gun>, uh, <laughs> like He's got truck just nuts.
2: the grodiest fucking vein going through these. Kevin, where oh, would you fucking find stop. it? You're don't gonna ask him it. where he fucking found it, Jace. You don't want to go there. What am i am not going to? I'm just curious what the hell Kevin does in his spare time. Why did you just know where that was?
0: Did you have to <laughs> I...
1: ahead of time?
0: Jace, I imagine that he did it while we were spending way too much of his time talking about oh, he shit does. he didn't want to talk about. <laughs>
1: Marvel and Star Wars. A magician right. never reveals his secrets. <laughs> Thanks,
0: Wade, oh. you, you fucking <laughs> asshole.
1: <laughs> uh, let's see. As was saying. Uh, stay tuned uh, for the rest of this episode where I got to talk to a podcaster I admire who I'm sure will never speak to me again after what just happened. Uh, Rachel Schenk, uh, where we talk about this episode. Uh, I will also say I was a guest on uh the podcast OK Stupid, uh, which is a <laughs> podcast where they uh do challenges on dating apps. Uh and I got to guest and I got to voice uh I mean, quite literally, like the most insane thing I've ever been a part of reading in character the DMs of this guy. It was a, a very <laughs> beautiful experience uh, that should just yeah. be my acting reel. Uh, so that's OK Stupid. Uh, that is a podcast with uh, former guest of the show, Justin Germeroff. Where do we listen? Um, anywhere, you know, all the usual places. Uh- so it's a podcast. So, wherever you can be hear this, cared. you can hear that. Probably not SoundCloud, but all the other places. Um, we will be back next week uh, to discuss... God, just another banger. Just bang, 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 bang. This bang. This, bang, bang. Bang, bang. bang. Uh, this season uh, with the Floor is Lava episode Geothermal Escapism. I would also like to say I've punched it into our season average randomizer uh not a randomizer the opposite of that a math but it's
2: not an implant kevin
1: <laughs> yeah it's not a, i punched it into my implants and um <laughs> i will say that right now as of the ranking of episode 4 cooperative polygraphy season 5 has our highest season average surpassing the juggernaut of season 2 by admittedly less than 0.2 but still <laughs> it is yeah, currently ranked that's number a numbers
2: one. game but that's pretty
1: cool i mean Dude. right now we'll see how long it lasts because like we'll you know i like this season a lot there's also uh, some ones that won't rank incredibly high but now i'm very curious to see how this will shake out because um, yeah. these first three especially like in a 13 episode season every episode's rank is so much more important than in the twenty five episode seasons, That's you know, true. so like these early three hub uh are really are really <laughs> weighting the scale um but we will be back next week with another fucking hub but until then <laughs> banger pop pop, pop pop, 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 oh no, do ba, do do du
2: but du du but du but du but but du but du oh
1: mais ne apprendre je meurs qu'il ne veut pas apprendre que comme le fume cigarette sous le canal mais sera pas appris aujourd'hui mes pensées I mean, not to you know get in front of your your Infinity podcast discussion for the weekend, but how about that finale, huh? Uh, you
3: you mean <laughs> the episode of television that made me so angry? I I had like literal anxiety about it. That one? Oh, that one. I was Oh, the the <laughs> one the one that just made my chest feel tight and my jaw feel tight. And I was just like, I hate this. Thanks, I hate this.
1: I you know, I had I had some critiques of the WandaVision finale, but comparably I'm taking them back in retrospect
3: yeah, you know it, it might be very silly and 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 easy and sophomoric if you will, yeah. to do red magic versus purple magic, but you know what I would take that any day <laughs> over your your analogous cop character saying black lives matter Are you? I was <laughs> just like and and what makes me so buck wild about it is like. The writers thought they were being so fucking clever, and it's just like, no, you're just hearkening to a real life struggle that we're dealing with, and getting the politics
1: so you goddamn put it wrong in the mouth of the fascists. <laughs> you put <sighs> it in the mouth, and and he's speaking to the re- to the actual revolutionary. to the revolutionary
3: like... who, by the way. <laughs> accidentally killed your friend you did an extrajudicial murder in the name of the state that you work for on the street as someone is begging for their lives there's a difference between like someone dying in a fight that you are having where there are stakes that like someone like someone could die in this fight because we're fighting and that's what fights do Sure. versus someone retreating falling and you just smashing their brains in but you know what? Different. The uh, the, the Antifa stand in are the real fascists. You know. Oh, abs- deeply, uh, absolutely.
1: Absolutely.
3: I find this at at its at its worst a deeply irresponsible piece.
1: Indeed. Like at the most generous reading, it's just flagrantly irresponsible in like a more accurate reading it's like actively fucked (laughs) up
3: yeah it's just i i i i disagree that you want to build these sort of like puppets to be the stand-in for like real world politics but then not actually really understand what they're doing or what they're trying to say like i just i just got this like weird conversation where i had to explain that the concept of one world one people is a deeply anarchist one because anarchism is all about the dismantling of unjust hierarchical structures and they're like well i read the subtext as this and this you know this well well, john walker's a cop and all and it's like if you're going to read the subtext of john walker as cop and you can't read subtext of flag smashers as like progressives and antifa and decentralized movements like the weather underground the black bloc the zapatistas like then you're not actually reading this correctly and i don't ever want to say people can like read things wrong but you're you're being willfully Obtuse about it, you know. It was it. It just makes me wild. <laughs> this right. one makes me wild, and I'm not excited to talk about it because I can't believe I had so much not fun talking about a show I loved. Right now, I have to have so much not fun about a show I do not enjoy.
1: Right, <laughs> right, <laughs> my uh... life. Yeah, life life, fun.
3: Podcasting life... about <laughs> pop, pop culture.
1: Podcast good, It'd life be fun.
3: fun. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: It really, yeah, it starts to get very difficult when you care even one iota about, like, themes and, and social issues and, like, what is being yeah. portrayed on screen. It becomes difficult. Wouldn't recommend yeah. for anyone no, out there it's... in listener <laughs> land.
3: Zero out of ten. Would not recommend. Just... Wouldn't...
1: There is, um... And,
3: and, and we do... <laughs> this is a whole other thing just like dealing with Mm -hmm. the politics of fantasy worlds and the reason that like superheroes often work is they do not subscribe to the politics that we do you know something like my hero academia is in a completely different world where it doesn't seem like anyone struggles financially to go get an education or You know, it doesn't seem it seems like the world is like the like the world's pretty like safe and peaceful and just villains are there to be the heels to like wreck to like wreck up the place. But like, you know, we it's it's just like if you're going to build a really political piece, you need to build out your political structures. But if you're going to force the audience to infuse our current our political system into it, you're going to come out looking really tone deaf. Quite a lot. And
1: superhero... You know, I love me some superheroes. I, you know, read me some superhero comics every week. It's not a genre particularly well-suited to combat strong social issues in a direct way. You know? Something like the X-Men is a great version of it where it's like we are doing something that is-esque of actual social issues but are not directly confronting... The, the the border crisis quote unquote like we're not we're not doing anything like that yeah uh, it's and it,
3: at- again it's it's a very tone-deaf start to your thing where it's like they they don't like borders and they love the blip so like you're I'm just like, really w- invalidating what? a lot of like arguments <laughs> against the current inhumane conditions that like refugees are going through in our country right here as we sit like call them what you want overflow facilities concentration camps they are they are prisons for children whose only crime is fleeing the countries that we have goat fucked into madness
1: exactly and and to like I'm sorry, but, like, Spider-Man is not equipped to handle something like that. No! <laughs> He's a little I mean, boy it's... with webs, you know? Like, the guy with the metal gun arm is, like, maybe not the best social analog to, no. to any of these real-life groups of people. And where it gets yeah. into trouble is, like, oh, the X-Men are doing the legacy virus, which is just AIDS. You know, it's it's not even like subtle about it and it's happening at exactly the same time and that's where you're like I get what you were maybe trying to do but this is yeah, this is in poor taste. I
3: ca- I cannot believe that a that a cartoon on Cartoon Network for children understands how to deal with issues smartly and not treat your audience like they're dumb like Steven Universe deals with the ideas of grief and loss and like trans acceptance and sapphic love and it's just like all of this is in this show and no one has to feel stupid if they don't like find it the first time like but then you go back and you're just like oh geez like we're doing it's so much and you feel you know you don't feel pandered to you don't feel like someone's trying to like over or under explain anything it's just like you get it you know
1: absolutely and you're you're weaving those things as as part of a piece it's these things where it works in layers where like i don't know when i talk about the lego movie i'm like on the surface level the lego movie is like a a perfect piece of populist art, right? If you want to read no themes into it, it's still perfectly enjoyable. And then you dive deeper and you're like, actually, this is about the nature of making art in the studio system and how sometimes you have to smuggle good ideas inside of the Lego intellectual property.
3: Yeah, sometimes you have to hide the messaging of that uh, the the pop music system is really detrimentally... uh, harmful to pop artists in your Josie and the Pussycats movie and like you know it's gonna be like why are all these target ads everywhere and it's just like because money but also like they're here because it's just really cynical how how much media is dictated by corporations whose only goal is to sell you pepsi or some bullshit you know
1: right absolutely like using art to sell pepsi is like this whole it's it's a it's these these structures and it's something that like art is not suited to providing answers art is great at asking questions art is great at getting you to like internalize things against your own processes and your own morals but like we don't like art that that has a like strong preachy message and what is a commercial if not a strong preachy message like what is a commercial like buy pepsi is not a subtle piece of art join the
3: join the conversation it's us pepsi
1: uh right and lord it, the history of cops in pepsi ads uh maybe maybe don't want to drag that one back up
3: Ugh. <laughs> they're, just, they're just everywhere they're are just are cops ev- the cockroaches of media because they just won't go away if you they're see just,
1: one that means there's actually 10 there's actually
3: thousands <laughs> right. you know it's it's bad
1: news it's bad news it's Bad and news. people like to be like hollywood's so liberal i'm like 60% of all TV shows are about cops. Yeah. And, like, they're positive portrayals of police officers, you know?
3: Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Don't Sorry. ever watch. Don't, <laughs> what a fun like, way. Uh, don't ever watch Running <laughs> Scared. It'll ruin you.
1: Oh, <laughs> you I mean, know. It, you know, I like Billy Crystal. I like Gregory Hines. But I'm also like, I bet. Do I need more? <laughs> Of, yeah i of mean
3: watch it police. watch it for their abs and and try not to think too much about how they're psychologically torturing people for the hell of it right <laughs> Cause exactly because they they're cops <laughs> and
0: they can
1: well and that's so cool right so running fun. scared is is an 80s flick right and it, like yeah. that that decade has basically become uh as a as a era of cinema, kind of, like, unwatchable (laughs) with, like, any sort of lens you're running through it, you know? Yeah. Uh, In a way, you'd be shocked when you watch, like, 70s movies and see like how progressive they are compared to 80s movies. It was like this horrible regression that happened. Like we took a big cane and yanked social progress like back off stage for oh, a little yeah, while. Oh yeah, and
3: it's weirdly cyclical cuz you can go back even further to like movies when movies were first being made as like this thing like what what was being made without the Hays code. Bef- like in mm-hmm. the 1930s and then into the Hays Code, like the staggering difference of what you could literally look at.
1: Absolutely. I mean, the first movies, well, you know, movies was kind of a strong word for what I'm talking about. Like, but the but some of the first things we ever put to camera was naked people. Like if you yeah. take like a history of film <laughs> class, God. one of the, one <laughs> you, of the first things we really did <laughs> was put naked people on screen. And I respect <laughs> it. I think I, that is,
3: I think that's, Perfect cinema like,
1: at its height. Let you know? us
3: never let us never forget <laughs> that we've always been like naked people rule. Like
1: we put it be everywhere. Mad Whenever we figure out a new medium, one of the first things we do is go. How do I incorporate naked people into this? I'm this boring. is of course the interview portion of advanced community studies, uh, and uh, I am just thrilled. Just
3: therapy session about my issues with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm sorry.
1: No, no, no. I mean I I'm working through uh, it as well. I'm sure it will come up in the main uh conversation yeah. on these episodes, uh, because my co-hosts are who they are. So of course uh it will it will come up. Uh but I am thrilled to be joined today. Uh, by uh, the uh, podcaster from the infinity podcast and screen snark twitch streamer and performer extraordinaire rachel quirky shank welcome to the show
3: thank you so much for having me on
1: i have been wanting uh to ask you to be on for a while and then you followed the twitter account and i was like the dms are open here we here we go
3: oh yeah i saw excuse me a community podcast i love community and i love podcasts so this needs to be in my life
1: thank you uh right i hope to create a good meme space in addition to the to the podcast uh space you are of course uh, the second host from the infinity podcast uh we've had on and uh once i collect all three i will snap my fingers and eliminate half of all podcasts in the universe
3: Oh
1: no. <laughs> yeah, that'd be terrible. There's still
3: going to be though. so many podcasts though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there will only be 40 million as opposed to 80 million.
3: Oh. That would what be are, terrible. What, but what will we do without our 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 podcasts? Uh, that just speculate what news is going to happen.
1: <laughs> I wonder what news is coming down the pike. That does feel like what talking to a lot of people about Marvel is like, though, right? Is that, like, they're yeah. not really interested in character or, like, theme, but they want to guess what's going to happen. They want to guess Daddy Feige's big grand plan.
3: Yeah, it's, that... it's just, who, who are we going to get? Are we going to get more? Are we going to get characters? And actors from shows we like or unknowns. Uh, Ooh, it's um, who's directing the next one? Ah!
1: Right. It's just what What was the old game show where it was like, what's behind door number three? Is like kind of what it feels like sometimes. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I,
3: I hope one day we do get off this ride. As much as I love my podcast about comics and media and stuff, but it's tiring.
1: You want off the podcast ride? The... I want off.
3: I want. I don't want off the podcast ride. I want off the never-ending just cycle of who's in what thing. We got a Lucy Lou, We got a Russell Crowe. I. We have theories about what the plot of Thor: Love and Thunder is gonna be. You know, it's just a I... never a never-ending bombardment of stuff that doesn't make a difference in like what the movie is gonna say at the end of the day like
1: right like a a casting announcement or saying this character is gonna be in here doesn't it doesn't like it doesn't interest me in the the same like i love going into a movie or a tv show not knowing a whole lot about it i love wondering what is waiting for me as opposed to like Going into the next whatever movie and already knowing, like, here are the three villains. Here's this guy. Here's an article yeah. about what this guy did in the comics. He's probably going to do this here. I'm so tired. I feel so old <laughs> every day now.
3: Yeah, it's just that the, we've, we've been here for a thousand years waiting, but when... When when you go in and you don't know much about it, then parasite gets to happen for you.
1: That was one of the most beautiful things that's happened in the last few years. Where it was like, I don't know anything about this movie. Everyone says this, it's great. It,
3: this is this feels like it's a like a farce of manners and like, you know, it's got like this vibe at first of just like, oh the oh the classes they'll never get along. Isn't that wacky? <laughs> Yeah, it's a real
1: you-can't-take-it-with-you kind of, like, social graces uh, uh, play structure. And then it becomes horrific. Horrifying. (laughs) Then it becomes uh, incredible. But, like, when you go into a piece of art, right, and you don't know, like, all the plots or all the plot points, and, like, watching that movie build upon itself. And you start from like this basic place and then you watch, like we set this cog and this cog suddenly hits another cog you didn't know was there. And then it wraps around and hits like a third. And then the third hits the first again. And it's like just this beautiful maze that you got to watch happen.
3: Yeah. Like a Rube Goldberg machine of surprises of just like, Oh, then this one. And, And then you have to look back and go, Oh, then that lever hit the marble. Holy shit. Holy
1: shit. Uh and it doesn't like because that movie is moving from the beginning, you don't feel like you're waiting the entire time, waiting like five episodes to be like, okay, but what is this actually about? Yeah. <laughs> like what is what is actually going on here? You don't yeah. you're I, I just I don't like this this trend of like now we must wait five weeks to even find out what the plot is. Um I'm not into it. I'm not on board no.
3: for it. No. You know
1: what show didn't make you do that? Community.
3: Community. <laughs> we only we only had to wait one season of just of a group of writers going. We know what a community show is. Yeah, here we go. The Britta, she's she's a mess.
1: She loves Annie, causes.
3: She's. she's <laughs> She's neurotic, but sweet, but mostly neurotic. (laughs) It's me, Annie. I'm neurotic. Just like, ugh. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that season five is a season that exists that I get to watch.
1: I love it. I would love, I don't know if anybody's ever done this, but I would love to, like, show someone the pilot and then show someone, like, the episode we're about to talk about or something like that and just, like, watch the shock on their face that this could be the same show, uh, it's, it's truly yeah. remarkable. But let me let me ask you the first thing that I usually yes. ask people. Tell me a little bit about your community journey. How Ooh. did you come to the show, and how did you get here?
3: Oh, gosh, that's... I have to access memories I haven't th- thought about. i I know at some point I started watching community...
1: That checks out. I
3: I know I was watching some of it when it was airing live because I remember being very sad when Harmon was removed Mm -hmm. and then excited when Harmon was returned. But this show has been with me for so long that I can't really pinpoint like when it started or how it started. I think I just like graduated from the office sort of like into community.
1: Mm -hmm. So you caught it probably at least a few seasons into its life sounds like yeah
3: yeah whether or not i started it right from season one i'm unsure or if someone mm-hmm. like got me into it and i watched season one and then i followed it after that but like there was plenty of time where like i was waiting for new episodes of community mm-hmm. uh um, so yeah i guess i guess i'm like first airing but i can't exactly pinpoint when that started <laughs> because i've watched these episodes so many times that they're just, like, a part of me now. They totally. have fused unto my being.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right, now you have so many sense memories, like, attached to them, and you might remember, like, oh, I was with this person, and I talked about this joke, but then this same episode, I was with this other person, and and these people have never met. Yeah. So, yeah,
3: Community is the show that is most the litmus test of media doesn't change but you do because like the person I was when I was first watching community is not the person that I am now when I re-watch it you know it's like I was a, a different person with a different friend group and like we 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 latched on to different jokes then now when I'm really thinking of it more of like this piece that like an artist is really expressing their love of genre their love of absurdity you know it's
1: right it's no it's
3: i'm soul bound to community <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is my soul sword and i pull it from my <laughs> like chest when it is required just That's... go
3: just go full rose bride revolutionary girl Luchina. just pull that sword right out of my chest here it is
1: absolutely yes yeah. precisely right and it because right there is that like I mean, that's, I guess, all art is that like, because the audience is a part of it, your relationship to it and what you think works and what you think doesn't is going to change and vary. So like, even just in the last year, I found myself much more appreciating like the second half of season five. Like after, after Donald Glover leaves, I remember the first time watching it and I'm like, this is pretty rough. I don't think they like know what they're doing now. And revisiting it lately after uh, a little while away, I was like, These are interesting episodes, like the the resolution at the end of like advanced advanced Dungeons and Dragons where it's like a father and son are not getting along. Like their relationship is not healed, but they're finally doing something together that they've never done feels so profound to me in a way it did not even a few years ago, you know?
3: Yeah, it's just like the the enormity of a first step toward toward healing. It's great. Season five, I love it. I love I love all of these beautiful children. I love them all <laughs> for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Season four, I would I would just like put on perma grounding though. Like <laughs> even even more so than the Yahoo season, because at least the Yahoo season is just like. We're just trying to wrap it up, y'all. We're just working on it. And like Paget Brewster's there and I can't Love be mad. It.
1: Yeah, Paget's you know, there, Keith's there, and like, you know, it's a little shaggy, it's a little rougher around the edges, but it's also like weird and experimental and in interesting ways. Yeah. The Dean is basically the co-lead at that point, which I'm not mad about cuz he's phenomenal.
3: Yeah, Jim Rash is amazing. It's just it's 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 a show that weirdly like try to do the thing that like your friends or your Seinfelds end up doing where like characters end up becoming caricature and Mm -hmm. I think something about like the kind of weird lottery of characters leaving they had to sort of like not do that because archetypes work best with other archetypes to bounce off of so like Mm -hmm. if you lose an archetype then you kind of have to rebuild and it feels like this plucky show was just like, okay, how how does this energy change now?
1: Right. Like, if we how sub d- <laughs> if we sub out clueless old guy for really mean old guy, like it's, how does yeah. that change the dynamic of the show? Yeah, it's um, just
3: theater class one oh one when you when you start the discussion of how different entities in a room change the energy of the space. Like you could have Mrs. Lind and um who's the lead of a doll's house just sitting there and then Ah. her husband and her husband comes in and the energy changes you know like Mm -hmm. that's kind of what was so exciting because we weren't we weren't in a comfortable space like we we lose we lose chevy then we lose uh donald glover you know and like one by one sort of like this weird like graduation is happening so you can't really like heighten anyone to meet anyone else you kind of have to say like well we have to keep it at a baseline and that's what's really fun but we're not talking about the Yahoo season I'm <laughs> Oh, am so sorry
1: is, go nuts whatever you want to talk about is completely I am perhaps the Yahoo season's biggest defender um, I think that is I mean one again Padgett Brewster and Keith David and Padgett does th- five of the funniest things I've ever seen yes. in that season yeah. uh, and Keith then does the next five funniest things I've ever seen. You know, it's 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 interesting and and formally it goes into like weird places about like well, uh, there's that episode where the dean comes out as gay, comes out quote unquote as gay and it's, like comes out as essentially one seventh of what he is. You know, and if and if uh, sexuality is a magic show and being gay is a rabbit out of a hat, I'm one of those never ending handkerchiefs, right? Like. <laughs> That that sort of bit. And then like and and the school board is sort of propping him up as, oh, look at our gay guy. We have a gay Look at look at him. Look yeah. at how progressive we are. Uh, and then Jeff is like, well, that's a I mean, that's a form of progress. It's like a very like limited structural form of progress. But uh, and and the way that that like weighs on someone, it it's interesting. That's all I'll say
3: yeah it's it's the idea of like being the best blank because you're the only blank in the room Mm -hmm. you know like suddenly having this weird pressure to be like i have to be the bastion for my identity because i happen to be the only one here you Mm -hmm. know like that that's how i often feel as a as a non-binary person in a very like Binary predominant workspace is just a lot of like am I being a very good non-binary or am I a bad non-binary like I'm the only one of contact I think that you have oh god I'm the representative
0: of the culture I
3: I can't I don't know (laughs) I can't tell you I can just tell you about me and that doesn't like like, Alpha Centauri is not the same as the North Star. Like, what are we, what am I, I can only speak from like over here. Like,
1: right, absolutely. It becomes, it becomes very tough. But what are, sorry, shifting uh, to, to the standard questions again. Uh, what are the characters or the episodes that you feel you most latch onto from this show? I, oh I like to get a feel for everyone's personal taste.
3: Uh, it's just any and all of the high concept ones mm-hmm. you know the ones that are just like when they finally hit that stride of of being this like very weird show that can do pastiche and also and also still like stick the landing about what's going on um cooperative calligraphy really sticks out to me because it is it is both textual and metatextual you know but it 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 doesn't need much it just requires like very talented charismatic actors in a space really committed to something you know and I think that's that's what's really cool when these when these performers and these writers are are crafting these very like silly high concept things and everyone is like deeply and committed to agreeing to the idea um The the messianic one where Abed's doing a messiah documentary and everyone gets caught in, you know, or, uh, you know, obviously the Dungeons and Dragons one because it it really is like this, this fun high concept in a very personal space. But also like in what we're seeing is so wild, like with the voiceover and you know, the, 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 like, like, I'm pretty sure there's sound effects, you know. Yeah, we're
1: hearing, like, arrows firing and and epic music, but they're sitting around a table playing Dungeons & Dragons.
3: Yeah, it's, it's those shows where what is happening is really happening to them, and it's so fun, but we Mm -hmm. get a little bit more because we are viewing it through the lens of television entertainment. Like, I love that idea of just, this this walking human advertisement for Subway just exists and is a thing and everyone's dealing with it. But right. like we are, we are above the world looking down on it like almost dungeon masters going like, yes, a Subway human person is here because they had an ad deal with Subway. Again, I'm going to talk about Josie and the Pussycats in the same way where it's like what is happening textually is Pop stars are funded by all of these adverts, but we're getting these adverts and it's almost (laughs) oppressive in Josie and the Pussycats to the point that it's like, oh, we're commenting on how oppressive advertising in in popular culture is. Holy socks, you know, like these like peeling layers of just stuff happening within stuff.
1: Yeah, it's a beautiful parfait community you know there's all these these distinct discrete layers and like i i love watching people on twitter like learning behind the scenes stuff that like we all knew in 2010 when i was watching the show for the first time but like they're because they're just coming to it on netflix and they're like whoa this was a commentary on this you know they finally get the like zach braff scrubs joke where where uh troy is upset after everything scrubs did for him you know it's we finally like get this nice extra layer that just like richens this already great experience
3: that is of its time and somehow is transcending its time like you think about the uh the holiday glee club episode Mm -hmm. where somehow they're all getting brainwashed into joining the glee club and that actually (laughs) happens
1: Right. They're getting like body snatched. They're getting like brain controlled. <laughs>
3: but like we don't really explain why and I love that. Cuz it's just like no, I want this to like really happen and now it is sort of up to us to be like how? Like have they have they have have they had like like brain altering chemistry or is like in this universe the power of song so So powerful that you can just be, like, sucked in. (laughs) I just love it. I love that it's just, like... And it happened. And it happened.
1: And and deal with it. And deal with it. And roll with it. Like, we can't spend 20 minutes questioning whether or not Subway can have a human representative. Yeah, Uh, or that one
3: student can just build fake classes until they have a whole fake night school. Like...
1: Right, nope, we <laughs> nope. we simply it must accept the fundamental reality, right? It's like good improv or whatever. it's like we have accepted the the premise must be accepted, and then we must run with it from there, yeah, and we. then
3: how do how do we as humans react in that space? That is what is great about community. like let's build these wild concepts and these wild obstacles and watch just. You know, a lawyer who doesn't really want to deal with it have to deal with
1: it. <laughs> right. It's it's not a question of whether or not a pillow and blanket fort has become a civil war documentary. That is not in question. That is what we are doing. It is what then happens from the point where we have decided that that is the reality we live. Yeah. Uh, how yes. do we
3: how do we heal a friendship that's so fractured?
1: Right. F- yes. Pierce hired a man to give a lie detector test to all of his friends in the event of his death, only for it to all be a farce so that they can collect their gifts at the, and get that catharsis at the end of it. That's just yeah. what happened. Yeah. <laughs> it's the character drama in the middle that, that we get to, that we get to deal with. Uh, but you, uh, from our, from our dm exchanges sounded like uh that you're a big fan of this episode
3: oh yes it's i i love ones where the location doesn't change too much but the dynamics in the room do again like uh, a collaborative calligraphy is 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 one you know where it's kind of like here are all these characters that you know in a space sort of like existing in that space you know it's kind of like 12 angry jurors where it's like we're all just (laughs) kind of in the space dealing with the social dynamics and how they shift and alter based on new information it's wonderful and 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 what's great about it especially coming off of sort of like that season four like Pro- like we promise we understand these characters we're going to tell you exactly what their deal is almost repeatedly to come back and not be told but shown who these characters are is so wonderful and refreshing and just watching you know how their differences make them fight but also make them a family
0: mhm
3: it's such a good episode it's doing so much with so little
1: Right, that, like, essentially 20 minutes of these people sitting around a table and talking can be as compelling and funny, and they can still find ways to, like, surprise you, both with dialogue and with, you know, the, the Edgar Wright hand comes in from off-frame and drops a, a cylinder of sperm. Like, they can still surprise you and, and subvert you with so little tools to play with. It's a feat, of, of filmmaking and writing and acting. Everybody. Good job, everyone.
3: Good also. job. M- much applause for everybody on yeah. set, in front and behind the camera, writing. You know what? And thanks to Crafty, too. You
1: helped. Because you helped these actors. You know, these are long days. Community did notoriously long days and so like you got to keep everybody happy you gotta you gotta keep the the you know nature valley stocked and ready so that everyone has a little snack
3: those people
1: (laughs) yeah everyone works you know as a a very low-level filmmaker myself you gotta keep everybody fed and happy you gotta especially if you're asking them to do a lot for little or no money like Mm -hmm. you gotta you the The great distance I've covered by just like uh, for the cast and crew today I'm gonna cook a meal. you know I'm gonna like make a big pot of soup or whatever and we're gonna feed everybody. That feels good that yeah. communal atmosphere that was not that's not community related. I, was no, just... <laughs> I
3: love that. yeah no, I the 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 one movie that I did we we had like snacks and Crafty and stuff and it was just a great way to say like we appreciate that your physical being is here. Can we fuel it for you?
1: Absolutely. You know. Right. Yeah. Cuz nobody's getting rich off of the level that you and I are at. Uh, yeah. you know. Uh, and the most I've ever felt disrespected is that like if I'm on a set and the cast the, the the people in charge have not seemed to put any thought into whether or not I get to eat today. That feels <laughs> disrespectful. Yeah. You got to take care of your people.
3: Take care of your people. Uh, yeah.
1: Even if you're Pierce and you died of dehydration from filling up six cylinders for your
3: for your for your bequeathment, <laughs> for I love that. Be- That's so genius. Just like bringing it back, like he died filling these vials for when he died, so he could give you these vials. It's it's perfect.
1: It becomes Ugh. like a, a a like Death Note question of like, okay, so you're selling half of the rest of your life so there's some idea of like when you're gonna die just in if if everything goes as it's going uh it's it raises a lot of interesting questions Uh, how long were those vials around you know i guess how long was he intending to keep them around i suppose would be the the more the pertinent question
3: yeah Uh, because we know they're fresh yeah because that's how he died
1: that's how he died, right? Maybe it's because everybody else got one or because it's an old man's semen. <laughs> but I don't feel very, very well. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh what a, what a beautiful uh, uh, piece yeah. of work. You got Walton Goggins in there. You uh got the Goggins?
3: The Goggins, an important, I stan the Goggins very Same. much. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and it, just the, I, I, I just love what his, energy does to a space you know i'm talking a lot Mm. about like actors and energies and spaces but like him in the episode and him post credits is both like this beautiful just like wild raw energy of just like you know like you you don't think of him as the like polygraph administrator as this kind of wild force but just the idea that this human being is truly sitting here being like, are you gay? Are you sure? Are you sure? Sure. Gay murder says what? You know, just like that. I've been
1: instructed to say that that means you're gay.
3: Instructed to say. And it's just, it's, that's wild.
1: <laughs> that he's, he knows the, like, the prestige at the end. Like, he knows it's all coming and that he's, like, keeping it tamped down. You get both settings on the Goggins dial yeah. in this episode. Cause you get like a restrained Ant-Man and the Wasp Goggins, but then they let you go justified hateful eight Goggins. We get to, we get to ter- crank that dial vice Principals Goggins we get yeah. at the end, which I appreciate.
3: Yeah. Good, good, great use of the Goggins and also somehow still being this kind of like emotional representative of Pierce saying goodbye. You know, right. it's. Th- there's he can, just so
1: much. That just. There's this subtle way, and I don't know if it's just the way I'm reading it, but I feel like there's just this way he changes his voice ever so slightly when we get to the, the actual bequeathals and, and he gets to say, like, Annie, did you know you were my favorite? Or, Abed, do you know that you're insane and nothing you said ever and made you said any ever made sense? sense to me. Uh, and that there's just, I think he puts a little, you know, if he's talking like this most of the episode, he kind of takes it to, like, this place. And it's just, it's that, yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful yeah, subject. just
3: like that, it, it, like, he's, he's telling you that, like, this section is different now. This section is Pierce not, not fucking with you anymore. This is, like, exactly what Pierce thought about you at, the at, like, through his life to the, to the moment that he died. And it's so... It's so Pierce without Pierce being there, which is a blessing.
1: Right. And it becomes this great follow-up to, like, multiple different episodes, right? Because obviously it's a great follow-up to Cooperative Calligraphy. It's also, like, an excellent follow-up of the Hospital Documentary episode with LeVar Burton, because that's where we start, like, this yeah. pattern that we're in. It just it, it manages to pay off so many threads you get Britta's iPod that like is a throwaway joke in season one. And she finally gets her iPod. It's yeah. I just, they tied all these threads so beautifully right here. Oh, Love absolutely. It.
3: It's such a, it's such a solid episode.
1: Right. And we got to see it two different ways. Yeah. <laughs> we got we to did. see it with Pedro Pascal. We got to see well. it with
3: Pedro Pascal. Un, unable to get on a Goggins level and be able to say in a straight face Here's
1: your sperm. Here's your sperm. I think Goggins, Goggins at least had Goggins had takes. You know, I bet there's cutting room Goggins where giggling. (laughs) Right, uh, but but Pedro did not. Also,
3: I think a lot of that's VO. So
1: exactly because the shots on
3: the character getting the sperm and Goggins is like saying, "Here's the sperm." So very lucky, you know, not not live on a Zoom giggling about sperm.
1: <laughs> right, exactly. You just you just need the one take where he doesn't giggle, and then you're yeah. then you're set. Uh, that's what they say about like Meryl Streep. It's like Meryl's only Meryl one out of every ten takes, but you just need the one take. Yeah, you just, <laughs> you just need the one Meryl.
3: There it is. Found there it. it. Is. It's
1: beautiful. Uh, any, I feel like we're we're wrapping up over here. Any uh, concluding thoughts about this episode or about community? I feel like this usually puts people on the spot. I should think of a new question for this one. Oh, episode.
3: no, I love this one. Because with, <laughs> with this one, I do have something that's just like, this is my weird takeaway thought. Love it. It is consistently more and more absolutely buck wild to me that these confessions are running the gamut level of I smoked weed in a parking lot to... I put probes of geotracking on your body somewhere. Like, that escalation of just, like, this is a minor offense. This is a minor offense. I think this is a felony. I
1: I think, like, this is a big crime. Like, this... I think that... I think you
3: might... actually have, like crimed your friends I real bad
1: I, yeah you you're know. you're absolutely correct but somehow the one with the most like stakes morally to me is that troy got their handshake from <laughs> from a youtube video <laughs> somehow that's hensible. the biggest betrayal yeah that's absolutely-
3: and it's really interesting to see how even those like are true to who these characters are you know like mm-hmm. yes abed planted geotracking devices on all of his friends but like Abed doesn't understand that that's a violation. He's like, no, I just wanted you not to have to, like, if you got kidnapped, you know, like, that could happen. We could find you, you know? And, like, even Annie drugging them is like, we we needed that extra push, you know? It's so interesting to see how these, like, major faux pas are always done in the name of, like, misguidedly being helpful. Or they exactly. aren't, or they aren't a problem at all, like smoking weed in a church parking lot. Why is this one here?
1: Who cares? <laughs> Banish. I, mean, I this guess one. Shirley would care. Yeah, it's like, Bible doesn't say anything about marijuana. I've read it; it does not come up. <laughs> I think we're good.
3: I think it's, I, I think it's fine. Like, I think we're okay. It's legal where I am, so
1: right. A plus. I still, you know. Don't know where to get it, but I can smoke it if I, if I, in Brooklyn, New York, if I can get my hands on it.
3: Yeah. Well, I, I know, I know a friend. I got, I got, it if you ever need.
1: Well, you know, slight DMs are open. Damn. Uh, <laughs> well, you can't arrest us. It's legal it's where legal. we are.
3: I carry no more than three ounces on my person.
1: That's right. And I plan to grow no more of three po- plants at a time. Yeah. Three mature and three immature. I know the rules. I
3: know the rules. Yeah. No, it's just. It, it, uh, oh, and and also most importantly, uh, Chang, just delivering some of, some of the best Chang that we get in the late seasons. Like once we once we stop making him like this weird like security guard dictator, like bringing yeah. him back to just like this weird guy who's in the group but he's not in the group.
2: I, I love, love him. it in everywhere. So Just, uh, ugh, God,
1: I... God bless Ken Jeong, Yeah, who can make so much out of what he's given on this show. Um uh, I love it and, and respect it, but as we're coming to the close here uh why don't you tell the good people out there uh where they can find you and follow you oh yes keep keep hearing uh
3: please look me up on the internet uh on the website www.twitter.com uh (laughs) (laughs) and www.instagram.com under the uh handle at i am rachel Quirky. rachel with uh, with no a so r-a-c-h-e-l i know it's confusing too many ways to spell Rachel, um, and if you love the sound of my voice and my weird takes about media, don't <laughs> worry, I have podcasts. Uh, <laughs> don't, I, worry. don't worry, there's more of this. Where this <laughs> came from? Ooh, where all of this tasty take came from? Uh, please listen <laughs> to the Infinity Podcast and Screen Snark. Uh, I love those shows, um, and if you want to see my weird mug and my hair all crazy colors uh i twitch stream at twitch at www.twitch.tv slash rachel underscore quirky
1: nice uh <sighs> http colon <sighs> slash slash, 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 slash. <laughs> www.twitter.com know, uh, you love it well thank you thank uh you. for joining me on the pod today this, this was a delightful way to kick off my weekend
3: I know. Thank you. I'm. Mm. I'm so. I, I, listen. This was wonderful, and yeah. I had such a blast. But I need you to know that I'm about to go watch Mortal Kombat.
1: <laughs> oh, you gotta go! No, no, no! Please go go watch Mortal Kombat. I'm sticking that in at some point this week. Yeah, no, uh, no, no, no. Because I simply I, must.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, I'm watching it with my acapella group. I'm in an acapella group. We're called Choirfly. I always forget that I'm in an acapella group. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise.
1: (laughs) Uh, You gotta go watch Mortal Kombat. The guy, he throws ice out of his hands. Great film. Masterpiece. Uh, (laughs) Chef's kiss. All right. Well, thank you. This has been a Talk Back Podcast. That was quite a show. Very entertaining. Please tell your friends about this show.
0: Boopy doopy doop boop sex.
2: Larry, I'm on ducktails.